Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, Winning Cures Everything, number 237. That's right, we're gearing up for NFL week number five and college football week number six. On today's show, we are going to have the NFL recap from week number four. We're going to have, or no, week number five, right? Four, five. God sure. bless, these are so ridiculous. I don't know how I ever get any of these straight. Well, the NFL is one week behind, so it's so week five. So confusing. So, so the recap from week four, and then we're going to do uh, our top five, bottom five from the NFL. We're going to do the college football preview for week six, college football gambling picks for week six. We're going to do NFL preview for week five, and our NFL gambling picks. Jam-packed show with a little bonus. With a bonus. We Are we going to toss the uh, the Conor McGregor Conor Habib McGregor thing Habib fight. I think we can talk about that at the end of the podcast. we got to break that down. I like that. It's a big fight. Big I mean, fight. I'm not going to break it down. I'm going to make a gambling pick. I'll I'll break it down. I, <laughs> I'll see if I can change your mind on your gambling pick. I like Conor. I, I I'm not giving to, a gambling pick. That's just I like Conor. Okay, I was about to say, I may not have to change your mind then. We'll like, figure it out. Anyway. So we'll, we'll go over the numbers and whatnot, but we'll we'll do all of that. First, uh, the show is brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. You can check them out at tunicatravel.com. Check out all their different sports books and whatnot. All of our picks, all of our wonderful stuff, all of our breakdowns are over at winningcureseverything.com. Don't forget, if you are not following us on YouTube, there's some extra stuff over there. Go check that out, youtube.com slash winningcureseverything. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Google Podcast. What, whatever your favorite podcast app is, we are there. Go hit subscribe on that thing. Leave us a review. We're still doing the deal where you get uh, you put in 25 reviews, and we are going to donate money to St. Jude and or Le Bonner. So this next go-round is going to be Le Bonner. But leave a review for us. Every 25 that we get, we uh, we donate money. So uh, you can follow us on Twitter, at Winning Cures. You can follow me, at GaryWCE. You can follow me, at Chris B. Giannini. You can also get us on Facebook, facebook.com slash everything. That's enough of that. Let's jump into the show. For the NFL recap, let's start off in La La Land, Los Angeles. I can get down with that. Thursday night football. Oh, you were talking about that. I thought you were talking Chargers and 49ers, man. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. We're not even going to touch on I'm that playing. game. I'm playing. Not going to touch on that game. The Rams game, yeah, I, I felt good about the uh, about best, our Vikings pick. Best Thursday night game ever. It definitely had the feel of it. I mean, it was a pretty great game. It was a good game. It was, Back and uh, you forth. know what the the offensive firepower, definitely. Jared Goff Ooh. throws for four hundred sixty five yards and five TDs. The combination of Jared Goff and Sean McVay is one of the most dangerous coach quarterback combinations this season I've ever seen. Uh, the only perfect quarterback score, or only the third perfect quarterback score in what since they started doing the QBR. Since, since they started this new QBR thing, yeah, um, scary good. What I thought was amazing about this game is early in the game, I would say second quarter, they were running the football and they were getting first downs. They oh, were yeah. dinking and dunking. They're getting first downs. And after getting one or two first downs, on first down, drop back, 70-plus yard bomb oh, to yeah. the end zone. Bam. Uh, and, and the passes were three, three dimes. Drives, three drives in a row. 
on a first down, they throw the ball 60-plus, 70-plus yards for three straight touchdowns. I've never seen an offense like that. I don't know that there is a – all right, first things first. The Vikings – they were supposed to have the best defense in football. One it of the best defense in football. Been nothing no, like no that. they don't have that. But I don't know what kind of defense you would take to do this because this is not like golf standing back there for seven, six seconds waiting for a guy to get downfield. I mean, he's dropping back and launching it and hitting guys in stride. Oh, it's 30, I mean, it's 40, perfect, 50 plus yards down the field. Perfect pass. Now, he's not like that every week. He was on fire well, this that night. On yeah. real good. Now I, I would fully expect for him to not be nearly as accurate I'm, this week I'm, when they I'm, go to I'm Seattle. Done, I'm done betting against them. But that's I mean, that's the deal, right? Like it's you really don't want to bet against them. But I'm starting to see some of these teams in pros the way I look at college teams. You know how I have this rule that until until UCF is a three touchdown favorite, I'm not betting against UCF just because they're that good. They're being until this line just keeps getting bigger and bigger, I'm I'm just going to keep betting the Rams until they don't cover a game. I mean, that makes sense. That makes sense. Next game. Next game up. Let's roll. My favorite player to watch in football this year. Khalil Mack or Baker Mayfield? Khalil Mack. <laughs> we're not, we're not going to get to Baker for late until okay. this thing. I was just, and, we're, just and, then, and then even when we get to that part, we're going to be going fast and we're not going to cover Baker. Okay. Khalil Mack. Took all the magic Fitzmagic had and crumbled it up into a nice little ball and threw it away. Yeah, he he really did. And all right, so I mean they, since they we're gonna, demolished. Since and we're going to talk about Khalil Mack holding right. them to ten points. That team was scoring 35, 40 points a game. Mitchell Trubisky and Matt Nagy do, don't they know that in the day and age today you can't just go around slinging your dangling everywhere. They were pulling it out and showing it to people. Six hey, touchdowns. Let, he accounted for 407 yards. This is not Jarrett Goff. This is not Sean McVay offense. This it's not is, Ryan Fitzpatrick. No, this is <laughs> this is Mitchell Trubisky. Hold on. Let me ask you a question. Are the Bears the best team in the AFC North? Yes. I think I think they are. Yeah, and I'm, I not, think this and defense, I'm not hesitating. The best defense in football. Number yeah. one, not close. The best defense in football. And Mitchell Trubisky and Matt Nagy, he has looked good in parts of all three games they've played. Oh, yeah. This week, he finally played an entire 60-minute – well, he didn't have to, about 40 minutes, and then it was over. Yeah. He got six touchdowns, five touchdowns, first half. Well, here's the deal. You remember I actually bet on the Bucks in this game. I don't remember like, that. And I was way wrong on that. Yep. But it was because I the, the weakness of the Tampa Bay defense was – their passing defense, right? It was their secondary. And I thought there was no way that the Bears could take advantage of that because they have not shown the capability of doing that ever. Well, they played the Packers, who don't have a good defense, and they looked good for two quarters, looked bad for two quarters. Which, by the way, had they beaten the Packers? Oh, yeah. I they, mean, they'd have at least a two – no, it'd be a three-game lead Yep. in the AFC North. Yeah. No, they're, they're unbelievable. If their defense – can continue to shut teams down like this. And Matt Nagy can control Mitch Trubisky and get what he's getting out of this offense. The rest of the NFL, gird your loins. <laughs> that that's that's real. All right, what's what's your next one? Number 3. Kansas City looked almost human for the first three and a half quarters. 
Yeah, and, and I then, was going to say about 50 minutes or so, and maybe then longer. I guess everyone's calling Showtime Mahomes began to throw the ball left-handed and said, I'm just playing with you guys. Yeah. He's just toying with the league. This is a top three to five defense in the NFL, and he said, Are they? I'm just dicking around with y'all. Are they actually? I think they are. I still think. Well, okay. Are there any other? This is a year where defenses are not real good. So that, that standard that is right. pretty low. I mean, yeah, I you know, you're right. I can't think of off you're the right. top of my head, Jacksonville, Bears, name another but one see, that I you started... feel more comfortable with than them. Ravens, maybe. I mean, no, I know that the Bengals no, put it on them. But they, like... just, they just played a bad team. They've played two bad teams, and their defense looked great. I'm I mean, really sorry to on the Steelers. I just said they played two bad teams. Well, who else? The Browns and the Well, they haven't played the Browns. Oh no, not the Browns. Hold on. The uh They played they played the Bills and that, they That's played what the I Steelers. meant. The, the Bills, the they Steelers played, they, and the Broncos. And they they stomped on the Broncos. Well, yeah, but the Broncos still scored 28 points on them. No, the Broncos scored 14 points on them. No, they scored more than that. That's a <laughs> double double check I bet, that stat. I bet that game they scored in the 20s. Double, double check that stat, man. They didn't win. They didn't cover the bet, though. No, they didn't cover. I know they didn't cover. Hang on. I think this it was is really bad. Already, it was fourteen. That's what I thought Son it was. Bitch, I was wrong. Got that photographic memory, Chris. Oh, anyway, anyway, don't ever doubt me again. <laughs> I, I think. Yeah. No, I, I'm with you. Like, I mean, I, I think the I Ravens' defense is pretty good, but I, I think the Broncos na- is pretty good. But you're talking about are there four teams? Are there five teams that are better than them on defense? I think you just named them. I think that's it. Yeah, I, I, the I think Vikings the Browns are not the Brown, very good. The Browns are up there, but they're yeah, they're, but, I they're mean, are five, the Browns. I mean, they gave yeah, up forty five no. points last week. That's because the other team was on. They were on the field for ninety something. Pa- but that's plays. because the offense was moving the football no. on them. Like that, the Browns are giving up like um, like over seven yards per pass attempt. They're giving up like five yards of carry. All rushing. of all like, of that is happening towards the end of the game when they've been on the field for God knows how many minutes, because their offense is three and out or turnover. It's the same okay. way it was last year. You can't judge a, ba- a good defense when the offense is just constantly going three and out. They're gassed. Okay. No, the you're, Vikings you're right. don't have that excuse. This offense is explosive. They put up 31 points. You well, cannot but, get but mad at here's, that. Here's the other side of the, the Vikings problem, if we're going to talk about Vikings defense. Uh, the Vikings cannot run the football. They are averaging like Well, their 60, offensive line's bad, and that's not a secret. They're averaging 63 yards Per rush, yeah, no, they're, they're I mean, uh, per, 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 per game, game rushing per game. per game, and then it's like three point six yards per rush. So like sixty three. So they're running the ball fifteen times a game on average, something like yeah, that. They can't fifteen to any, twenty. They can't get any push up front. Their and offensive line's bad. My God, against the Bills, they just completely bad. They they ran the ball six times against Buffalo. Well, they got down like twenty something points real fast. You but, gotta just yeah, but still, you gotta stay the course in the first half. I don't know what is happening there, and I understand like everybody knew that the offensive line was bad. We didn't think it was as bad as the Redskins. We didn't think it was this bad. Like I didn't foresee it. Kirk Cousins, I think, thought that he was coming to a team that was ready to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, he still got paid. Like I I don't feel sorry for him, but he's the best player on that offense. That's he's what's making that offense go, which is crazy. All right, all right, go ahead. Next, next up, our Tennessee Titans. Are for real. Boom, baby. And what I tell you, come down to Nashville, they're going to pull you down in the mud. It's going to be a garbage game. It's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be fun to watch. You're going to leave bleeding. You're going to leave bruised. You're going to leave with some L's. Believe that. Look, the the Eagles, 
like it, that was that's that was a some good, big old that's a that was good football team they beat up gigantic huevos yeah is what just, that was just just slanging it around huge huge nuts. Uh, look Mike Vrabel is I'm 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 falling more and more in love with that man look, that every team week. loves that guy they play for him they put it all out there let me let me do a shout out okay Rashawn Evans oh yeah. He is a grown man. Yeah, no, he, he's playing he, great. The, some of the the hits that he put on blockers, I mean, he just blew up. I can't see players. how they're doing this. Every other series, they're losing a player. Man, I've never yeah. seen the next man up. I mean, there are practice squad guys out there, and there's not like one or two. They're going to have like six out of the starting 22 are, were not on their original 53-man roster. Yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy. I mean, it's bad, and they're still playing. And these are good. I mean, that's a good team. That's oh, a real good team. That Eagles really team, team, no joke. Next up, the once again left for dead Pats are in fact <laughs> not dead again. They are not dead. You are correct. And Josh Gordon's kind of coming into his own. They get little Mighty Mouse back. Julian Edelman ready to go, fired up Thursday night. Tom's starting to get a little swagger, dancing a little bit on a practice squad. This guy over here is going to be at the ball game, going to Thursday night football. See, so I have this problem where I'm a, I get like easily addicted to things, and I went to Boston once, and I was like, like three weeks ago, yeah, right? and I've never and I'd never been in my life. I've been a fan of this city. I've loved this city forever. I'd never been. I went three weeks ago. I'm going back. Yeah, that's like, so. Like two, three weeks later. So just a precursor. Uh, I'm going to go be doing the college football recap and whatnot by myself this week. Uh, but Chris will be back next Tuesday for us to go over. I'm going all to a Thursday night stuff. Pats game, and then I'm going to an ALDS game one series, hopefully against the Oakland A's. That'd be fun. It's going to be awesome. That'd be fun. Anyway. All right. So yeah, the Pats absolutely came back. Not uh, dead. Look, after a loss, like. They have covered the spread. I think they're like thirteen and three or something as a favorite. You know why like, there's no statistics for after back to back losses where they get beat by because they had never had it because it's never happened. Yeah, because it just don't happen. Yeah, I mean it's it's a crazy number. It was thirteen and three or thirteen and four or something like that. Like, and we're just talking covering the spread. We're just covering the spreads. Yeah, yeah. it's it's not even like I think, hell they might have been undefeated. That Dolphins team's like, pretty good. That Dolphins team was undefeated coming in. They had a really good offense. Adam Gase is a great coach. You Listen, think the wheels are going to fall off for them? No, no, no. I actually have them in this week's gambling picks. Okay, okay. A little precursor there for you guys. Gotcha. Number six, Pittsburgh. We got a problem. Yeah. Is it is it, is it Josh Dobbs time? No, it's not Josh Dobbs. Is it, is it's it, not. Are you sure? No, are we it's sure, not are we, that. Are we sure Ben Roethlisberger is good at football? <laughs> are we sure he's it's, good at football? It is not a Ben Roethlisberger problem. Oh, it's not. Okay, it is. It is because a I, would, I would assume that leading the NFL in interceptions is a problem. That's it. well. That's only because James Winston hadn't played four games yet. Oh, touche. So the only so reason James Winston comes in for for one half and throws two picks last week. So don't don't get crazy on me. Uh, but he's, yes. he's got he's got some catching up to do. Yeah, he's, and and he'll get to apparently. We'll no Ben's you know. Ben's got a lead and he not let uh, go. No, I think Ben may just want this. This is your like team. He, he may just want to do defend this. your boys. I have no defense for this because they have no defense, none whatsoever. They they can't stop anybody. Their and offense wasn't too good either. Well, and I think that they I think their offense stresses. Ben really Roethlisberger do. in tight I tell you this games though. is what I tell you when he played the Browns. 
All I wanted was them to keep putting the ball in Ben's hands. Don't run the ball. Keep putting it in his hands. He's going to screw it up. Oh, yeah. He's going to mess it up. When the game is on the line, this Ben Roethlisberger going to give the game away. Uh, what's the uh, – Le'Veon Bell. He's going to be back, what, week eight? Well, he said week seven, which is their bye week, and he thinks he's going to get paid for that week, but they're going to exempt him, and he's still yeah. not going to get paid. He's not going to get paid but for that But there's week. a lot of talks that they're just not going to – no, you didn't sign the tender, we're out. Sorry, come on back, but but we're not going to pay you, and you're not going to play. We're going to just that, exempt that's you. That's crazy. You think that actually – like, if if they end up, like well, – if, they if they're 2-4-1 or 2-3-1. If they're two, where they're sitting right or, now in the standings, which is DFL in that division, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd just say I'm not paying you $14 million to play the, the cap. That's a good point. Franchise tag. Moving on. All right, number seven. Alvin Kamara is the best offensive player in football right now. Change my mind. I'm not going to change your mind. I think he is. The I, I think I fully best agree with that. Offensive football player. Uh, now hold on. In hold on. the NFL. Now are you right talking? Now are you talking best offensive player, like including quarterbacks or just like skill position? Well, I mean, athlete. The quarterback is only as good as the people that get him the ball. He is only as good as the people that get him the ball. I, I think right now. I mean, he's not the most valuable because a bad quarterback is more valuable than a running back. But okay, if we're gonna say skill players, because we're gonna take quarterbacks out, but I hundred percent like uh, other, the yeah. only other person I would put over that like may, Drew Brees maybe, uh, Aaron and, and Rodgers. Well, even He's not, then, he ain't playing that great. But yeah, okay. even then, uh, but like Drew Brees, Pat Mahomes, you know, something yeah. like that, and Jared Goff, whatever. But 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 for real, like just skill player. I think all those he guys is the are best a skill of the system. Could, I think if he's running and catching the football in any offense, could you imagine him with the Rams? Oh, no, it'd be unsolved. And that's talking about we're replacing like, Todd Gurley, who we all assumed was the best running back in football. I think he, This guy's better than him. I, I think Todd Gurley is better at running the football. I think he's better between the tackles. But he's not as a better far as overall, open space. Overall player. Yeah. He's in not open as good space, as Alvin, Kamara. Alvin Kamara is, without a doubt, the, he will make anybody miss. He can run over people. He is, yes, it, the, the game against the Giants that he had, and I understand it was the Giants. But he's done but it against everybody. He's done it against everybody. The, he's the games that he didn't, they, as in the Steelers, didn't look good, he still looked great. Yeah. He still put up unbelievable numbers. Yeah. The best player in football, if you're in fantasy, trade trade your life for him. You got a firstborn child. You don't need that kid. You can have another get, one. Get that boy. Yeah, go get him. <laughs> Number eight. I believe that the Colts are playing 3D chess. Not just regular chess. While you all brought the this rest up to me before. I agree. Playing checkers. I I like your thinking. I, I, I had not so, thought of this. So the head coach, the Colts, explain it for the wonderful viewers. Head coach of the Colts is trying to defend his fourth down call. He's trying to say, "I would rather lose than tie." And then he also tried to say that the rest of the team like believes in me because I did this. So they're like excited, and I won the locker room. See, I think all that's just bullcrap for the cameras because he can't say the truth. And the truth is this. The Colts are not winning anything this year, okay? Having Bill O'Brien be retained as the head coach of the Texans, Houston Texans, is more valuable than any win can be this season. Give that man wins so they can keep him employed because if they fire him and they make a good hire, it can hurt along the way that's in the division but if he stays the coach and you're playing for next year man 
you you want to play against Bill O'Brien because that guy, yeah. that guy's a joke. I I do agree with that. I, I think I think they're absolutely playing chess where everybody else is playing checkers. I think it's not. I'd rather lose than tie. Nobody would rather lose than tie. Nobody. You just want to make sure Bill O'Brien's got some W's in the win columns. That way, he might be able to keep his job. Okay. Yeah. No. I I think I do agree with that. Like it sounds ridiculous on the surface. But the premise isn't insane. I thought like about it at first as a joke, and the more I thought about it, I think even if it wasn't meant to be, it's the right decision. Uh, yeah, I think it is. It's absolutely right I decision. I think it is. Number nine, we're almost done. Okay. Earl Thomas gave his team the middle finger, and I don't think that's enough to explain the frustration and anger that he has towards Pete Carroll and the ownership. And I think those guys are all a bunch of piece of craps, and Earl Thomas is a great player. Yeah. Yeah, they, he he wanted to be traded. Uh, he, he they said show up, play. Well, you know what's crazy? Play and we'll take care of you. You know you know and what's he like, played and they never took care of him and they and never took hurt. care of him and now he's hurt and he's not going to get taken care of. Well, here's here's the funny part about this. They were offered like a third round draft pick, and at that point, like that's actually smart, right? Like a third round pick. Um, like you get something for him. There he were walk talks. at the end of the season. Schefter talked about how the Steelers were in talks to trade Le'Veon for him straight up. That would have been perfect. And guess what's going to happen? That would have been great for both of those players. And now they're not. And now it can't because he showed up. Instead of sitting at home like Le'Veon, he showed up. So all those people giving Le'Veon hell, y'all can go to hell. That's, yeah. This no, is Le'Veon, what? you stay home, and you sit on your butt, and you do nothing, and you wait for somebody to call you to pay you. You, you wait for that security. Not, this not, is a joke. Not to get paid, it's it's the security. Yeah, because it's, it's not security. like the Steelers weren't paying. He was making like $14 million well, it's for franchise the franchise tag, but it's right. one-year deal. But it's a one-year deal. You are guaranteed nothing after this season. And they're trying to pay him like a running back, and he is Alvin Kamara. He is an offensive player. He's not just a running back. Yes. No, I, I agree with you. Um, but I don't think it's so much about the money. I think it's about the years. I mean, it's about the years, guaranteed money. It's, I mean, it's, it's yeah. a combination. At the of end things. of the day, it comes down to dollars. But for Earl Thomas, he wanted that security. Yeah. And well, because he's not getting that kind of money. No, safeties and corners don't get. But he he wanted security. He yeah. deserved it. He, he put everything he, he, he had into that team. Uh, yeah. Uh, what uh, you got? What one more? Last thing. The past twenty years, the Cleveland Browns have been screwing themselves. The past 20 years, they've been a complete crap disaster. show, disaster. disaster, in the NFL. They finally look like they're getting things going, and they did not play a flawless game. Everybody's got some blame, but you know I'm, what? I'm just going to sit back and let you take They won this game. They won this game, and some jackass in New York said, uh, instant replay has shown that that is not a first down. We're going to move the ball back like three feet a whole yard, you got to punt it. We're going to close our eyes, ignore the two blocking the backs. We need to get John Gruden some love because we can't have a team going into Las Vegas with nothing but L's. It ain't good enough for <laughs> Cleveland to just suck on their own. No, no, no. The league's got to piss on them too. Did you listen to uh, Brent Musburger's call? No, I didn't. I should I should look it up. He, uh, he said – uh, God, what was it? Just win, baby. Just win. Right through the uprights. Like, but he kept. He just kept saying, "Just win. Just win." Like, said, "Dude, y'all just got handed a win." They got. Like, yeah, they they totally got handed a win 
by the league. That was the first down. There's absolutely no indisputable evidence. Every person on TV watching the game says they can't overturn this call. I don't know what's taking so long. They cannot overturn this call. They didn't just move the ball back. I know they only got the first down by like an inch, and I would have not been upset if there was a call non a first down on the screen, and then they reviewed it, and they still there's not enough evidence to change the call. Man, they changed it, and they moved it back. I mean, they moved it back a whole yard. And then the punt happens, and they get two blocking the backs. They run the punt 25-plus yards. Should have been minus 10, so that's a 35-net-yard thing. They drive down. They score. They get a two-point conversion. It goes to overtime. Brown's defense was on the field for, like, 92 snaps. Two of those players were out there for every single snap. They just can't play defense no more. They're dead. They've yeah, got no they're, they're gas. gas left in the tank. It's, it's exactly what happened with Alabama and Clemson in that Cleveland national championship. Browns. Yeah. They're, they're, they're getting better. Just don't screw them. They don't need your help screwing themselves. Baker didn't play good. Nobody caught the football. Hugh is still an idiot. Same old Cleveland. Same old Cleveland. Screw you, NFL. Roger Goodell. Hate that man. That's our NFL recap for week uh, what, week four? Yeah, was, yeah, week four. That was week four. <laughs> <laughs> NFL Week 4, Top 5, Bottom 5. We're going to rank our Top 5 NFL teams. We're going to rank our Bottom 5 NFL teams. Do we want to start with the Bottom 5? Let's start with the Bottom 5. All right, number 32, I I don't know how similar we are on this. Yeah, we haven't cross-referenced it, but we'll see. I got the Cardinals at number 32. I got the Cardinals as well. Okay. Is there even anything that we We, need to discuss We don't need a lot of discussion, I don't think. Okay. Uh, Number 31, I've got the Bills. I've got the Raiders, because the Raiders should be 0-4. They were given a gift. This is the last segment. This is bullcrap. I think the Raiders have played a really tough schedule. Raiders can blow me. <laughs> John Gruden. I, how about this? I don't even have the Raiders in my in my bottom five. Your bottom five is wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, they were they were a play away from winning in Denver. They were a play away from losing to the Browns. Uh, I mean, they, they could have beaten the Dolphins. On the road, that was a tough spot. Um, and then they just didn't look good against the Rams, but who has? I, I just, you know. All right. That's just me. The Bills, uh, look, they looked really good against Minnesota, and that has been a complete outlier. Like, I, well, if you well, look at the I stats. Have, I have the Bills as 30th. I have the Bills next in line. Yeah, so because they are really bad. It's not like they're a whole lot more it, than that. I, I just cannot, wanted to stick it to Gruden. I almost put Gruden in them at 32. I cannot. Just to piss them off. For the life of me, figure out how the Bills won that game at Minnesota. If you go look at the stats, it's, from last week they get beat 22 to nothing by Green Bay. The week before the Minnesota game, they get beat at home. by and, and Josh Allen starts to look a little bit better in the second half against the Chargers. But, I mean, my gosh, West Coast team coming East Coast for a noon game, whatever. Um, look, that Chargers team, they, they're they, not real they, good. They could be on his list. Yeah, they're, they're not real good right now. Um, but they do have two wins, so, you know, whatever. Um I, man, I'm not going by record. Either way, uh, let's go number uh, number thirty. You've got the uh, the Bills. I got the Bills thirty. Okay, yeah, number thirty for me. I got the New York Giants. I know they got the win against the Texans. Yeah, but the Texans are garbage. I don't think the Texans. They are very should be good. zero and four. Yeah, they they Thank, should. The Colts are smarter than everybody else. The Giants, however, sands that Texans win. 
they haven't looked really good against anybody. They're 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 a pretty bad team. Like they they looked like they might be okay because of the Jacksonville game. I don't think Jacksonville travels well, but I mean at the same time, it's hard Jackson, to say when they've gone in Heinz Field the last two times and beat Steelers. It obviously it doesn't take much. You just saw the Ravens and the Chiefs do that. So like we're we're not talking like that's a hostile environment. Okay. Um. No, I just, no, I, just I don't. Uh, Eli still looks kind of like a statue. Like the offense, for whatever reason, cannot get clicking. The Saints showed that you can score on them. Yeah, but that Saints and, team might be the second or third best team in football. I don't know that they're the second or third best defense in football. Like the reason they're no, the second or third oh. best team in football is because that offense can put up points that you can't match. Yeah. You should at least be able to score on them. And the Giants couldn't even do that. So at 30 is the Giants for me. Uh, who's number 29 for you? 29, I got the Texans. They should be 0-4. The Colts want to keep Bill O'Brien around, so they gave him an L. This should, this should give you an idea of how many bad teams there are in the NFL. You don't have them on your list? Because I don't have the Texans you don't in my have bottom the, five. The should be 0-4 and, and should be 0-4 Raiders and Texans on your list. Nope. I can't believe that. Sure don't. You're giving them credit for those wins. That's garbage. Number 29, I got the Jets. Oh, no. No, 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 no. No, the Jets are way better than that. Why Why are the Jets better than that? No, the Jets are better than that. A, they're a really young team. They are on a rise. So, out of all these bad teams. Now, you say they're, they're getting, on a rise. They're getting but, points. But they have been on a steady decline from no, week one. No, they, but they've played really good defenses after week one. The Browns are a really good defense. The Jags are a really good defense. Those are really good defensive teams that they've played. I, I understand. Against a rookie quarterback, he's going to look bad. When he starts playing some of these bad defenses, he's he's going to look a lot better. And that might and that'll be later in the season. And, and there are plenty of bad defenses out there. There aren't but like five to seven good defenses in the entire NFL. Oh, agreed on that. So 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 once they start getting some teams, he goes against these teams that aren't going to beat him up. He's going to be a lot better, and that team's going to be better. Who uh who you got at number twenty uh what twenty twenty eight twenty eight my last pick why yeah. oh, sorry twenty nine was the Texans twenty eight the Buccaneers I know they got two wins but now Jameis Winston is taken back over the reins and that could disqualify them all the way to the bottom I completely yeah I, I agree with that Jameis Winston at quarterback that's a garbage football team that explosive offense gone absolutely it is uh I've got the Forty Nine ers as twenty eight. Okay. Without Garoppolo, uh, without McKinnon, like they, they didn't I do too believe bad against the Chargers. No, no, they sure didn't, and I think they're still going to be okay. But I don't think there's enough playmakers. I don't think there's enough uh, pizzazz. We to, see the bottom a lot different. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. There are a lot of bad teams in the NFL this year. Yeah. Like at least right now, and so the 49ers, yeah. I think, are going to be in a lot of trouble um, because they, they, there was hope. When Jimmy G came in at the end of last Obviously. season, remember they were like zero and ten. Yeah, they were before pretty, he came in. Well, they were pretty bad. They're pretty bad. They were they were pretty bad, and, and I mean they still showed life. And I'm not saying that they're not going to show life. I just think like they're really lucky that they're going to play the Cardinals this week. We get teams, but you get teams that are not on your list that have no life. They're just dead. I think the Texans actually have life. No, they're dead. As long as Bill O'Brien's a head coach, they're garbage. <laughs> Buccaneers, Jameis Winston, he's an anchor. Kill anybody. Let's move into uh, the top five. Top five. I bet we look really close to a like on this. Mm, I don't know. We'll see. Number we'll one. See. We start with one or we start with five? Let's start number five. Number five. My New England Patriots. All right, look, the game against the Dolphins, yeah, they looked absolutely fire. 
I'm still not ready to put them up there yet because I still don't necessarily believe in the Dolphins. That's fine. Like I, I just I, I can't do it yet. That's I've got fine. I got the Titans at number five. They've been dead and buried before. Oh yeah, they absolutely. Will, I'm not saying they're not going to the rise ashes. from the ashes. Like I'm not saying that. Uh, I've got the I got the Titans at number five. Okay. I think this is a team that is incredibly resilient. Their defense is I don't, next man I don't up. Don't dislike that. I'm just telling you, my Patriots are better than the Titans. Okay. Today. You're you're gonna hate that I left somebody out of this, but my, we'll we'll figure that out. My number four team. I considered making my number two team. My Chicago Bears. Best defense in football. Top five offense in football right now. Bam. You're not beating those guys. You're not going into Soldier Field and walking away with wins. It's not happening this year. All right. I do not have the Bears in my top five. I know you didn't. That's not who I was talking about, though. Well. But we'll get to that. Number four for me is the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. Like, I think the Ravens are – they are a mature team. They are filled with veterans. That's that's an easy way to say they're old. They have got some – Old teams look good the first four weeks. They've got some really good playmakers. All right. Like, I'm I'm all in on this. I I think Flacco – You should be. They made your Steelers look really bad. You need them to be good. Because if they're garbage – That is absolutely not If they're garbage, that means the Steelers are real bad. And and I, I do think the Steelers are pretty bad. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I like I like the Ravens right now. They've beat up on two bad teams, so I'm just want to well, I just want to see some more. So so did the Bears. Nah, but the Bears were all the way in that Green Bay game. If Khalil Mack is not yeah, on but a how pitch, good is Green Bay? If Khalil Mack's not on a pitch count, going into Lambeau and taking a win from Aaron Rodgers is a big deal. That's still a big deal. Oh no, I agree. It's I agree. Still a big deal. All right, who you got? Who you got number three? Number three, my New Orleans Saints. That's the one that I don't have. You're, in here. you're wrong on that because when the season is over, that I I need to see. I need this in my life. I need to see a Saints Rams NFC Championship game, and I need them to score a hundred. <laughs> That's all I need in my life. That's just it. I don't care what the over under is. I'm betting everything that I have that I'm willing to lose on the over. I, I don't okay, care I could understand that. I could understand that. Like I, I think. I feel like the Saints probably should have lost to the Falcons. I don't think the Giants are very good. Um, you know, and then week one still left a really bad taste in my mouth. You know, They it, probably should have lost to the Falcons who were given a touchdown that after everybody watched a replay saw it wasn't a touchdown, but for some reason they kept it a touchdown in the field. But they should have lost that game when that would have meant they would have beat them by two touchdowns and or it would have never went into overtime. That makes sense. <laughs> Who's your number three? Number three is the Cincinnati Bengals. Nah, I nope. like the Bengals a lot. Nobody's ridden the Bengals more than me, but they're not. They're not. And even you ain't got good. them in there. No, I I can understand it. I'm gonna guess we've got the same top two. I'm quite certain we have the same top two. We got the Chiefs at number two because they haven't been as dominant. But Patrick Mahomes is still. They don't have the defense. I think the Rams have. Not that the Rams' defense is good. They're a lot better than the Chiefs' defense. Yes. Yes, the Chiefs' defense is giving up, I mean, a lot. And then that's all I want to see is I want to see the Chiefs play one of the, either the Rams or the Saints in the Super Bowl, and then I'll bet all the money that I made on the first over on that over. <laughs> that's it. That's that's all I want to see in my life this year. We, we both got the Rams number one. You can't dispute that right now. The Rams look unstoppable currently. They, they are going to get beat by somebody because you don't go undefeated in the, in the NFL. 
So we both left out a team that a lot of people have as like a Super Bowl contender in the Jaguars. Do you believe mm. and Blake? Can no. that offense continue? Can the defense carry them? No. We're gonna find out this week. Oh, we'll one hundred percent find out against the Chiefs. Like, is there anybody that can match up with Patrick Mahomes? And we're, I don't know that there is. We're gonna find out this week if that defense can slow him down. Yep, we will. We will definitely find that out. All right. All right, that is our top five, bottom five of the NFL after week four. College football big game preview week number six brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. You can visit any of their six sports books and watch and wager on any of these games. Horseshoe, Samstown, Gold Strike, First Jackpot, Hollywood, and Fitz Casino. Nailed them. Didn't Boom. even look at a sheet. Ready to rock. Boom. Go get some more information over at tunicatravel.com. Let's jump right into the games. First game, Texas and Oklahoma. Oklahoma is a 7.5-point favorite. The over-under is 59. Saturday, 11 a.m., Fox at the Cotton Bowl in Dallas, Texas. Look, both teams are only 2-3 and three against the spread. Oklahoma averages 48.6 points per game. They give up 23.2. Texas averages 28.8, but they give up 19.8. Now, Oklahoma's offense, they're averaging 6.1 rushing yards per attempt and 12.7 passing yards per attempt. Texas is only averaging 5.2 yards per play. Not equal whatsoever. Uh, both teams are only giving up 4.8 yards per play. Oklahoma, however, is giving up 100% scoring in the red zone. Texas only giving up 70 on that, so that's... That's one thing that kind of leans that way. Here's the other thing, though. Tom Herman, in his career as a coach, assistant coach, head coach, whatever, whatever staffs he's been on, 22-1 and one against the spread as an underdog. You got to throw out all the assistant coach stuff. You can't give him credit for the other head coaches' maneuvers and decisions. I wish I knew what his numbers were as a head coach and then his numbers – only at Texas. His numbers, because what he did at Houston was pretty remarkable. Uh, agreed, agreed. Um, he has he's undefeated against the spread at Texas. His one loss against the spread as an underdog came at Houston. So it's still good numbers. Texas is five and zero against the spread against Oklahoma in the last five years with two outright wins. Now, both of those wins came under Charlie Strong. Yeah, correct. So, um, look, this is a – it's a crazy game. The it's a rivalry o- game. These teams don't like each other. Yeah, they hate it's each It's going to be a 50-50 place. And it's a weird spot, right? Yeah, like at the Cotton Bowl? The State Fair. Like, always weird at the Cotton Bowl. You got fried Twinkies everywhere. You got every kind of whatever weird stuff going on. People walking around with body paint on and, and whatever. And the game starts at 11 a.m. I've never understood why I've they make it at 11 a.m. I've never understood they always make it an 11 a.m. game. Yeah, this, at one time, let's make this a night game and let's see what it looks like. I, I do agree with that because, I, I mean, I think it would be ma- – it's already massive as it is, but I think it would be even bigger. Yeah. And I know the ratings would be through the roof. Uh, how, I mean, what do you feel about this? How do you uh, feel? I like Tom Herman. I, this Oklahoma team has looked beatable. And it's only a matter of time before they slip up. I don't see them going undefeated. They're just not that great of an Oklahoma team that we've seen in the past. They're going to lose some games. 
I think they're going to lose Saturday. I'm going to have money on Texas. I'm, they're not one of my gambling picks, but I'm going to have money on Texas. I'm going to have money on money line for Texas. I think I like that. I, I've got this in my gambling picks, so we'll, okay. I'll get to that here we'll in a little bit. will let you get bit. there later. Uh, game number two, LSU, minus three at Florida. Now, these lines come to you from the Horseshoe Casino down in Tunica, Mississippi. The line currently on LSU, and of course, these lines will change. So, whatever we're giving them to you at right now, we go record up, this on Tuesday evening. Go up and talk to your attendant. Okay. Yeah. Talk to the attendant. They will give you the updated line. I promise some of these are going to move. They're going to move one way or the other. Whatever. Currently, pretty, pretty universal you can get this line at LSU minus two and a half. Minus two and a half? Minus two and a half. I literally looked before we came on at my bookie. Okay. All right. So, it, we'll, we'll say three. We'll just that's toss fine. it. We'll say three because that's what the horseshoe has it. And it might go to three and a half. Yeah, it might. It, it'll move all sorts of different places. The over-under is 45 and a half. Saturday, 2.30 p.m., CBS at the Swamp down in Gainesville. Coach O and the Tigers have eight straight SEC game wins against the spread. However, Florida is four and one against the spread this year. LSU is only three and two. Two teams that live off of turnovers. Florida is plus nine in turnover margin. LSU is plus seven. Okay, you said Florida's four and one? Four and one against the spread. Okay, never mind. I thought you said four and oh, and I was trying to figure out where that one game was missing and then what happened in Kentucky. So Kentucky was the one that they did not cover. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Hard to hear. Yeah, it's it is what it is. Uh they both live off turnovers. LSU is plus seven in turnover margin. Florida is plus nine. Florida has given up an average of 3.1 rushing yards per attempt versus Tennessee and Mississippi State. LSU has given up only 3.0 rushing yards per attempt all season. This game comes down to one thing, and I, I'm, I would guess you will agree with me. Felipe Franks, if he can make plays without turning the football over, Florida's got a chance here. Let, let's clarify that Florida plus nine in the turnover rattle. Six they of got, them came against Tennessee. They got six against Tennessee. Did they it's, give up any against Tennessee? I think they I gave think up two. one or two. But they get six. So, that, so they're they plus four. Six. They get six in one game. They're plus nine on the season. They, nah. Yeah, they were they were plus four against Tennessee. And how many games? I want to know how many times LSU's turned the ball over this year. It ain't a lot. No, it's it, not. It ain't a lot. I don't have the number in front of me. It ain't they much. Did, they didn't turn it over at all last year. Not not one single interception the entire season. Is that right? Yeah, that's uh, yeah. Danny Etling threw zero interceptions last zero. year. They Crazy. protect the football. Now they're not an explosive offense, but they protect the football. They play great defense. They play great special teams. I think I think Florida's in for a world of hurt. This is not Tennessee, and this is not Mississippi coming to your town. Mississippi State, sorry, Mississippi fans. I think you, I mean this I think is, you're right. Th- these two are not like the other. LSU's offense has looked remarkably better. Yeah, better. In the past couple of weeks, past few weeks, um, Florida's defense didn't look great when they played up against a good, a decent offense. Not even a good offense. I'm not putting LSU up there with. Some well, what's of the good what's crazy is that Kentucky you know, moved the ball on them. How they do it? They ran the football down their throat. You don't think LSU's going to run the football down their throat? Agreed. Uh, I'm surprised that Mississippi State was not able to do that. But if you have zero threat of a passing attack, that's different. That's the problem. When you become right? one dimensional, it's easy to beat. Guess what Florida is. They're one-dimensional. Yes. And and it still wasn't good enough for Mississippi State I understand State to that I am a homer. I, I am make no bones about it. I love LSU. I love this LSU team. They have caught me by surprise being this good. 
I don't think Florida has a chance. I was expecting this line to open up at 6, 7, LSU. I cannot believe I got it today at 2.5. I cannot believe. <laughs> I might lose a lot of money on this, but I'm going to lose a lot. They're going to have to take a lot from me. That, I mean, that, that makes sense. Let's move into game number three. I don't have a whole bunch of notes on these. I, I ran out of time earlier. That's okay. Notre Dame minus five at Virginia Tech. The over-under is 55-and-a-half. Saturday, 7 p.m., ABC at Lane Stadium in Blacksburg, Virginia. That place is going to be bouncing. It is going to be loud. Alex Bars, left guard from Notre Dame, out with an ACL-MCL. How much does that impact the offensive line for Notre Dame? Ian Book has looked incredible. His God, numbers are through so the roof. Um, I mean, Virginia Tech, like, was that Old Dominion game – just a throwaway game. Yeah, just a fluke. In my opinion, it was. Let me tell you where this line's moving. I cannot believe. I checked it before we started tonight. Notre Dame minus six. It's moved a point in a day. Does that surprise you, though? It does surprise me because I thought I thought, I thought thought this line was going to end up around a field goal. Really? I thought I thought it was going to go Vitek's way because it's going to be a close game in Blacksburg, hard place to play. And I thought it was going to be close to a field goal. The fact that it's getting bigger makes me love Justin Fuente and the Hokies. I will tell you this. the I like Notre Dame a lot. That is a really difficult place to play. That is a really difficult place to play. But after, was it last season? Where Clemson went in, it, Virginia Tech was undefeated. Yeah, Clemson, but Clemson went in. was just way better than them. That's a different team, though. I wonder if Notre Dame is that much better than them. No, not close. Like if this is a team that we saw, I old think Dominion. Notre, I think Notre Dame is better. Okay. I know. Uh, like, you keep I, bringing I up the old Dominion game, and that's which fine. I think that's why the line is what it is because that's people good. can't seem to get that it's out great. of their head. Uh, I'm not going to touch this game. I'm not betting on this one because right. I I can't get Old Dominion out of my head because Ian Book. You're passing up free money. <laughs> You're just stepping right over it, sitting right there waiting on you. It's, I I can't I can't do it. Scare money don't make money. Now you're right about that. You're right about hey you you went six and one in your picks last week. I I can't say nothing. And then all the big games I bet those two hit every one of them. Hey, yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Hit them all. Nine and one against the spread last week. At nine and one. I've been I've been gambling on sports since I was eighteen years old legally. Well, I don't know if that was legal, but <laughs> legitimately, for really, I've never had a weekend where I went nine and one on a Saturday. That's a you you were you were that, rolling. That has never happened before. I am probably going to take a bloodbath this weekend. Man, have some confidence. They don't. They don't like too kindly. You cashing that much money? You, on them. you got that right. You got that right. All right, let's move off of that one. Let's move into game number four: Kentucky at Texas A and I, I have no idea what to think of in this game. On here, it is Kentucky plus five and a half. So Texas A and M is favored by five and a half. Oh no, I am so sorry. Texas A and M minus six and a half at Horseshoe. Whoo! Um, wow, that that took me by surprise a little bit. Over-unders 51.5, Saturday, 6 p.m., ESPN, Kyle Field in College Station, Texas. Look, Kentucky, not a whole lot of a passing game, but enough to to have the threat there, right? And they got a front, a defensive front that is – Well, a defensive and an offensive front. They're, well, yeah, their line is really The trenches yeah. are bonkers for Kentucky this year. I don't know what happened. They are 
animals. Stoops, SEC Coach of the Year right now? Right this second, absolutely. I don't think it's close. I, no, it's not close. I mean, I, what he's doing compared to what everybody expected them to do? Well, I mean, on the other that's side, incredible. You, I mean, it, look, yes, on that, like, I, I would give some credit to Orgeron because yeah. people expected him to be yes, three I mean, and two at best. Right now, you're right. And maybe two and three. You're right. In order for Orgeron to win it, he's got to win one of the two big ones left. Yeah, he's got to beat Georgia or he's got to beat or Alabama. Alabama. He's got to beat one of them. Stoops does not even have to beat Georgia. Nope. Scoops, Stoops could almost just beat the teams he's favored to and lose to the teams he's he's a dog to and still win it. Probably, I mean, probably, probably. I can't believe what Kentucky's doing. I haven't given them enough credit. And immediately my instinct was to bet against them this week. Just immediately well, I, I was think, like, I think that's what's what a lot that of line? People. I really want to play A and M. They're tough to beat at home. And then the, before I could pull the trigger, I was like, I, I got just, I just got to step away because step away. You, you've done this no multiple yeah. times now. Uh, look, Kentucky is grown up. I got to stop the seeing them as Benny Snell is my for dad real. is Kentucky. You know, uh, what's the quarterback's name? Oh come on now! Uh, uh, if I don't prepare Terry, for something, I'm not going to remember anything. Did Terry Robinson, Terry Wilson? No, I know his Terry name. Terry Wilson. That's it. It's yeah, sad. It, it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. You, you I'm sorry. Something at me, you know, Kentucky I fans. I apologize. That's my fault. Uh, but either way, he, he no, he doesn't have a big arm, but he's got enough of a passing threat. That and, all, and he's that, got yeah, some wheels. Yeah, Terry Wilson. That offense is 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 perfectly set up for him. That, that's why I think. Stoops is coach of the year. He has put them in position to do exactly what they're good at, avoid the things that they're bad at, and That's don't and don't make mistakes. Do. I mean, yeah, they can't play the game for them. Right. They're just trying to set their guys up for the maximum efficiency of success. And I don't think they could be more successful under any other coach with the talent they have and the games they've played. I think they have played to maximum efficiency. I think they have as well. I mean, it's just incredible. I, and I, I still think right. immediately wanted to bet against them. And I just had to say. You, you know why? I'm a what, fool. The reason that is, it. is the name on the helmet. Like, you you can't get past. It's it's me with Virginia Tech and Old Dominion. Well, it's I don't know that. My thought is, is I but I really liked A&M going into the season. The only two games A&M's lost to is Clemson and Alabama. Who consensus are in like the number one in the country and a top five in the country? Like, agreed. That's that's why it's so hard. Is I think A and M is a lot better than some of the teams that, and I have to realize South Carolina. I want it so bad to be good this year. They're they're just not. They're just not. Yeah, they're just not that good. And and I and you know how I feel about Florida. Now I'm crapping on Kentucky, and I don't mean to. I'm just gonna stop talking. But look, even, I'm, even I've in made the past, this worse. Even in the past, tried to give them respect, and I've made it worse. <laughs> look, I think Kentucky fans would at least appreciate the fact that you thought about betting against them and then had to back away. You, they've at least put that little seed in your head. If I bet against them, I'm just not gonna tell nobody. Even if I win it, I'm just not gonna tell nobody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna. Let's move on. Number five. Boston College at NC State. NC State is a four-point favorite. Again, these lines are coming from the horseshoe down in Tunica, Mississippi. Really excited for this game, actually. Exa I, like, I, I don't know how I'm it's fired. not getting a bunch of hype. I'm fired up for this game. I think Boston College is real. They're a contender in the ACC. They went down to Purdue. They beat up. They lost to a, a good Purdue team that was backed up against the ropes, threw the kitchen sink at them, beat them pretty bad. 
and all they did was come back home and take another W. Yeah, they absolutely did. Um, now, this NC State is team is good. Over-unders 59. Saturday, this is an 11.30 a.m. game on the ACC Network. Gonna score? See, I think this is going to be a lower-scoring, tough game. Hold on. Did you hear what I just said? 11.30. 11.30 on the ACC Network, which means you have to stream it. Yeah. Nobody's going to be watching It's like game. the ESPN Extra Channel. Like, it's crazy. Carter-Finley Stadium in Raleigh, North Carolina. They're getting no respect. None whatsoever, and I think that's going to play into this. We don't know what's going on with A.J. Dillon, the, the star running back from Boston College. He uh, he tweaked an ankle last week and went over Temple. Um, NC State's a good football team, they, man. Look, Both of these are really well coached. Ryan Finley is Really is good awesome. football team. I, I, I It bothers me that they don't get more love in the ACC. I've kind of crapped on the big boys of the ACC, but that middle pack of the ACC, Syracuse is stepping up. BC stepping up. NC State has been there the last couple of weeks, saying, "Hey, guys, we're here." Man, I'm 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 excited. Yeah, I, I hate that I'm not going to find this game because I'm not I'm not watching. Yeah, you you ain't you ain't searching for a streaming. I'm, I'm still an old man. I'm if it's not on a clicker with a TV, I that's can't, I think that's that. what the majority of people are. So, which by the way, off topic, I moved to YouTube TV this week from PlayStation View. Okay, how that changed your life? I am in love with YouTube TV. All right. The only problem that I've got right now is it doesn't have NFL Network. But I started thinking, like, how often am I actually watching NFL Network now? Well, the Thursday night games. Is now on Fox. There, well, not all of them. Only eight of them. Right. But for now, it's so on that Fox. That means eight of them you don't get them. Not yet. But, like, YouTube TV is working on a deal and whatever, and we'll see. Um, but we'll figure that out. I, I do have Verizon. So, I do get the Thursday night games on my phone. Oh. And, and I can you actually can stream the phone to a TV, and I can put it to the TV. So yeah, like that'll be fine. Uh, but yeah, YouTube TV for people that want to cut the cord. I go to your house and I try to figure out how to work stuff, and I'm just I feel like I'm see with the PlayStation View, it was almost impossible to to even find the game that you want, and with YouTube TV, it is a thousand times easier. So YouTube you TV go. should hit us up and advertise on this thing for Gary, me talking so much. They're giving away free promos. We don't leave do that. that. All right, so uh, so Took Boston College, NC State. College. I like NC State a lot here. I I looked at it, again the numbers that I use. No, it's fine. It says NC State should be favored by ten, and that's with AJ Dillon playing. We don't even know if he's playing, and you I know mean, it wouldn't surprise me if NC State beats him by two touchdowns. I mean, it wouldn't shock me. NC State's a really good team. Yeah, I just really like this Boston College team. And the downside here's the hard thing about betting on Boston College is. They're they're definitely with this offense being as fast paced and as high powered as it is, they're a front running team. If you shut them down and get them three and out a couple of times, it's over. Yeah, it snowballs on them and they can't outrun it because their defense is on the field so much they get worn down and the game gets well, out of how hand. About, how about this? If Temple didn't turn the ball over three times last week, they beat Boston College in Boston College yeah. last week. No, well Temple's a tough tough team. Oh, agreed. No, but I, I think NC State is too. Oh, oh, yeah. Now, NC State's way better than Temple. Let's uh, let's move into the honorable mention right quick. We'll roll through these. Okay. Auburn minus four at Mississippi State, 6.30 p.m. on ESPN2. This was supposed to be like a a battle of undefeated teams, right? This was supposed to be two 5-0 and teams. And, look, State has scored a total of 13 points in two weeks against Kentucky and Florida. The State hadn't scored any, any touchdowns since the first quarter of the Kentucky game. Yeah. Oh, I know. It's seven seven quarters with no touchdowns. Uh, 
But on top of that, Auburn? They're having like, issues. Where'd that offensive line go? Well, like, I, they got some injuries on that offensive line. They look terrible right now. That offensive line, they can't rush for anything. They they got 96 yards rushing against Southern Miss. Southern Miss gives up all kinds of yardage to everybody. Everybody. Auburn was able to get two yards a carry on them. Like, Auburn tried to dominate by running the football, and they couldn't do it. And this has been three weeks straight that they have not been able to do it. I feel like LSU might have broke them. Like, the the Arkansas win that Auburn had, 34-3, to Arkansas outgained them in that game. They outgained them on yards per play. Like, they, it was the weirdest thing to watch. And if you go watch Auburn right now, like just the past three ball games, this ain't the same team that beat Washington. I don't know what has happened, but they don't look good. But Mississippi State hadn't looked good either. So this, you remember, this is the tenth anniversary of the three to two game. Of the three to two game, Tommy Tuberville and Sylvester Croom. Good gosh, are we getting back to that? Nope. Can we can we get back to three to two? Nope. Because I'd give everything I got to see this game I go know, to three. It's just such an Auburn hater. <laughs> no, it's not even that. Yeah, you are. It's not even that. Yes, you are. It is. That would be. They're getting the job. So done. entertaining. They're just winning. Games. It would just as as solid verbal does when they read the uh, the. Have you listened to this when they do this? Where no. he's like, punt, 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 interception, punt, punt, field goal, punt. But like that's how I feel like this game will end up. I think everybody's going to be punting all over the field. Nick Fitzgerald might throw a pick. Auburn might drop the football. I mean. You got to pick saying, in this game. If I had to pick, I'm going Auburn because I think State has looked that much worse. This is my but, gambling picks. But with this, this is one of my gambling picks. Okay, I we'll feel leave that it alone good then. about one of these games. Missouri at South Carolina, 11 a.m. SEC Network. I can't even bring myself to watch this game. Uh, Missouri is a two and a half point underdog. I know. The line opened at one and a half. The only thing I can hope for, rooting for South Carolina here is that South Carolina just can't play against big physical teams and Missouri is not a big physical team. Yeah. That's, that's the only I mean, thing. that's exactly that, how that, I feel like that is. That's literally what I have to talk myself into to make me not hate myself with, with this with this game and, and not be afraid of it. 11 a.m. kick, anything can happen. Missouri has uh, has won like every time they've gone to Columbia in the past like six years. I mean, it's crazy. So not a not not a good sign for South Carolina. I really hope they hit this because like you and I both had South Carolina over eight wins this year. Yeah. So got to find so some we gotta, wins. We got to get the wins. Uh, Florida State at Miami, two thirty p.m. on ABC. Florida State is a thirteen and a half point underdog currently. It's not your daddy's Florida State team. This opened up what eleven and a half? I don't remember, but it was it was it's it was double digits when it opened. Yeah, it was double digits, and, it, and it's bigger. gotten it keeps growing. Uh, I mean, I kind of like Miami here. It's in my gambling picks. Okay. We'll leave that one alone, too. <laughs> yeah, I like Miami here. Uh, minus 13 and a half. I think anything under two touchdowns is is easy money on this because, boy, Willie Taggart, I mean, this this far in the season he should have had it figured out, but they should have lost that game last week to Louisville. Last week. They should have lost to Louisville. Maryland Absolutely. at Michigan, 11 a.m., ABC. Maryland coming off their bye week. You would think 
No, Maryland not coming off a bye. They didn't play last week. Oh, they played. They played uh, Minnesota, Minnesota. And they, they beat, blew them out. Yeah, they beat the dog mess out of that. Listen, team. this is. I'm excited. You, you to would watch think this, this would be a, a good game, right? But like the past three years, Michigan has absolutely obliterated but the, this team. The past three years, Maryland wasn't as good as they are this year. I mean, I think you might be right. The line is massive. Seventeen and a half. Seventeen and a half. Yeah. I thought about taking Maryland in this, but but looking at what had gone on the past few years, yeah, and the fact they're going into the big house, I'm interested a week, in this game. A week after Michigan got taken to the brink by Northwestern, I think Harbaugh and them are going to come back and swinging. And, yeah, yeah, no. Uh, Iowa State at Oklahoma State, two thirty p.m. ESPN two. This is the last of the honorable mention games. It. This is a fun game to just sit and kind of hang out and watch, right? If you weren't already watching LSU Florida or Florida State Miami, like this well, would be your two thirty game because neither one of those two games are going to be fun to watch. I mean, LSU Florida might be. No, even if it's a close game, it's going to be ugly. No, I mean you're right about that. So it's not going to be fun to watch. It's going to be terrible. I think to watch. I think Iowa State and Oklahoma State could be ugly. It could be, but it's going to be high scoring. At least it's going to be scoring. You would think so. If LSU and Florida are close, it's because it's the three to two game. I mean, I I, I would put it closer to like the seventeen fourteen game. Or I don't, Florida ain't scoring fourteen points on this LSU. Let's, team. I mean, what what do they do? It was seventeen to sixteen last year and sixteen to ten the year before that. Like yeah. so, Florida LSU is probably going to be something like that. Iowa State Oklahoma State last year was forty nine forty two Oklahoma State. I I tend to lean Oklahoma State here, but at some point I feel like Iowa State is going to break through and beat somebody that they are not supposed to. Well, I don't know that they're not supposed I didn't to write beat down a line on Oklahoma this. State. Because Oklahoma State hadn't looked great. No, they haven't, but they're still Oklahoma State. Gunny's getting some comeuppance right now. I'm not real. I'm not real happy with my boy, the mullet. I could. I could understand. Got that. a quarterback that wants to transfer, and he's put like a kibosh on the local media, saying nobody can ask about it. If you ask about it, you're banned. If you ask another player, you're banned. Oklahoma State minus like eleven stuff. at home. Man, that's a big number. I would not have guessed that that would have been the spread. I would, I'd probably lean Iowa State on that yeah, one. They, they not, tend to cover those big lines. Yeah, I'm not touching that, but I can't believe it's that big of a number. Oklahoma State hadn't looked that good. No, and Iowa State played really well at TCU. It took a last-second field goal to win that one. Uh, yeah, that's going to wrap up our college football big game previews for week number six. College football gambling picks for week number six. Picks against the spread. Last week, I went three and four. Not a good week. I've had a couple of those this year. Not a fan. It happens to the best of us. Chris, however, went 6-1 and one against the spread and even won three other games that he didn't even put in the picks to go 9-1 and one on the weekend. Chris was rocking last week. Overall, I am 17-17-1. Chris is 19-15-1. In our picks contest over on the website, winningcureseverything.com, Marcia W. or Marcia W. from Collierville, Went eight and two, and she won the tiebreakers. So she got the two free nights at Sam's Town, along with the hundred dollar gift certificate to Twain to Twain Steakhouse. Congratulations! And the fifty dollars slot play. Uh, along with that, this week, if you go sign up, we got one free night at the Fitz, along with two free buffets. Go check that thing out. The new Fitz Sportsbook is now open. Sign up over at winningcureseverything.com. Let's roll into the picks. Am I going first? Yep. I'm going first. Game number one for me. Oklahoma at Texas. I'm taking Texas plus seven and a half. It's Saturday, 11 a.m. on Fox. 
Tom Herman's career as both an assistant coach and a head coach, 22-1 and against the spread as an underdog. You can't make that number up, man. Texas is built unlike any other Big 12 team. Oklahoma is built to beat Big 12 teams. That's why Texas has been so good against them. Texas is 5-0 and straight up against the spread against Oklahoma the last five seasons, winning two of them outright. This matchup at 11 a.m. is always bonkers. It's always close. Seven and a half is too many right here, especially the fact that it is over a touchdown. And it's leaning even more because it opened at seven. And people are betting on Oklahoma for whatever reason. Quit that crap. Go put your money on Texas. Hook them. I like the pick. I don't know if I like the 21 and whatever stat, but I like the pick. <laughs> Number one for me, I'm, I'm kind of pulling a little bit of a Gary this week going with some smaller teams. I'm taking the Temple Owls. Minus 12 and a half is what I got them at this morning against East Carolina. This Temple Owl team is actually really good. They're playing tough, old school football the way they played when Matt Rule was there. Got that thing rolling. They're, they're continuing it right on. And East Carolina, they got a couple of big boy wins, but they're against really bad teams. I think the Temple Owls is going to push them around. They're going to beat them by two touchdowns. Line has moved up to 13. That don't scare me. Don't scare me either. That's actually one of my picks. Is it really? Yeah, I got them at 11 and a half. Oh, you got yeah, them a point I, better I than me. I got them a point better. Uh, Temple is 5-3 and three against the spread against conference opponents in their last 18 games. East Carolina, 0-8 against the spread in road games with six days or less rest in the last three seasons. I know that sounds ridiculous, but... <laughs> a lot of caveats there. Temple's defense has shown up the last three weeks. They're only giving up 187 yards passing per game. That is what East Carolina does. It is what Temple stops. I love this. Yeah. I love this pick. Yeah. Temple minus 11 and a half, minus 12 and a half. I think it's minus, it's minus 12 on here. Uh, so the lines this week, by the way, brought to you by the Horseshoe Casino down in Tunica, Mississippi. Go check them bad boys out. Get your picks in. The lines will be moving. Yeah, that line. Always remember, moving. the line will move. We're giving you what we get them at. And then you roll with it. We'll tell you what we like it up to. How's that? Well, the best we can. As best we can. We can't foresee some of this stuff. Ohio State, number two for me. Okay. They're yep. going back to the horseshoe. <clears throat> this is your typical letdown game. But, man, they're playing Indiana. Indiana's a garbage <laughs> they, team. They always cover against they, Indiana. They, it's 25 and a half points. Man, it could be 30 points. It doesn't matter. They're going to smoke Indiana out. They don't even have to try to do that. Tom Allen. Going to get smoked out. Oh, yeah. At the horseshoe. Game number three for me. Friday night game, Georgia Tech at Louisville. I got Louisville plus three and a half. That line has moved up to four. So it's Louisville plus four right now. Friday, 6 p.m. on ESPN. Georgia Tech is 0-7 as a road favorite since 2015, including 0-2 so far this year. They got straight-up losses as a favorite to South Florida, and at Pitt. Pitt is awful. That's a bad team. Weeknight home underdog on ESPN for Louisville. Both teams are only 1-4 against the spread this season, but I think Louisville can score on Georgia Tech. I think they will come out and be fired up because they they gave the game away against Florida State. Gave the game away. I like a team coming off a loss like that. I do think it's one of those situations. This is going to be the best week of practice they're going to have. Not all losses are the same. That loss last week is going to fire them up, get them ready for this week. I none like none of the numbers say that Louisville should cover this. That's right. The stats do not say that. But at some point, yeah. when a team is 0-7 on the road as a favorite, 
You got to listen to that. You got to listen to that number. What you got for number uh, number three? My guy, Justin Fuente, and the Virginia Tech Hokies, <laughs> plus six against the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Listen, this Notre Dame team is good. I'm not going to lie. They're a good team. It doesn't matter. You're going into Blacksburg. That is a tough place to play. They'll be lucky to come away with a W, much less giving up that many points. I was expecting this game to be a field goal line. I saw it open at five and a half. Right before we went on the air, I checked again. It moved up to six. I took it at six. If it continues to grow, if it ever gets over seven, I'm going to double down and buy it again. I love this Virginia Tech team. It would not shock me for them to win it. I will have money on money line as well. So money line as well and the plus six. I love the plus six. Game number four for me. Iowa, the Hawkeyes, minus six at Minnesota. Saturday, 2.30 p.m. It's on the Big Ten Network. Minnesota's defense is giving up five yards per carry. They gave up 315 rushing yards to Maryland. So bad. Minnesota's offense is generating only 4.7 yards per play. You think the defense was bad? They're bad. That's bad. This They're team bad. is three and one, man. They like they were finding a way to score. But look, Minnesota has lost two big time playmakers: running back Rodney Smith, safety Antoine Win- uh, Winfield. I was giving up only 1.3 rushing yards per uh, per attempt against everyone not named Wisconsin. Right, Minnesota is not Wisconsin. Nope. Uh, since 2015, Iowa is seven and two against the spread as a road favorite. I think that continues. I got this line under a touchdown. It is still minus six at the horseshoe. Kurt, Roll Kurt with that. Ferentz is unbelievable, Coach. I love that pick. I, I, I really considered them. But I'm going down to Starkville, Mississippi State. I'm so curious ho- about this. Hosting Auburn, and I think this Mississippi State team is just bad i think they're garbage i think joe moorhead was the wrong guy i said it last year before the season started you hired the coach two weeks early because for some weird reason you didn't want to wait and interview two other candidates that are far more qualified with a better resume than him so be it bill clark and neil brown nailed it so this is this is the 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 hand you were dealt you got to play it this is the girl you went to dance with you got dance with her and she ain't pretty, and it's going to be ugly, and Auburn's going to go in there, and they're going to beat that ass. What'd you get them at? Minus three and a half? I got them at minus three. Oh, minus three. Good gracious. All right, game number five for me. Kentucky plus five and a half at Texas A&M, Saturday, 6 p.m. on ESPN. Kentucky is seven and three against the spread as a road dog since 2016. A&M is only seven and 11 against the spread in conference games at home since 2016. Uh, or no, just seven, seven, 11 in conference games, period. Kentucky is a zero in turnover margin. They're just they're dead even. A and M is minus five. A&M they've been, has played two of the best defenses in the they, country. Yeah, but they weren't turning the ball over. Like that's just been they gave away three of them against Arkansas. Okay, like that's what I'm saying. Both teams can move the ball. A and M six point seven yards per play. Kentucky six point two yards per play. Kentucky's defense, however giving up 4.4 yards per play while A&M gives up. Are you ready for this number? 6.3 yards per play. A&M gives up what, some massive yards. What happens if you take yards. the Alabama game out? Oh, I don't even know. I'm going to bet that drops considerably. Probably, I wouldn't say considerably. I bet it drops considerably. That's it. Alabama's yard per play was only like 5.9 against them, so I don't even know okay, that it drops maybe, that much. Maybe. All right. I'd be shocked. So, but, it, but here's the deal. Like, it, it wasn't them. Like, Arkansas was moving the ball on them. Like, Okay. Clemson moved the ball on them. Uh, 
And, and what's crazy is that they play like Northwestern State and Louisiana Monroe, and the number is still this high. Like it's it's bonkers to think of. Kentucky's defense is absolutely legit. Yes, sir. They are catching points because of the name on the helmet. Do not buy into that. Kentucky's lines are for real. Kentucky plus five and a half here. Look, I expect them, if they lose, it's going to be like a field goal game. It's going to be super tight. I'm going to have some money line action riding on this. Okay. I had money line action on them against Mississippi State. Good luck. I got the same thing here. Good luck. I'm pulling for you. All right. I'm taking the sucker's bet. Everybody on the planet is betting this Miami game. Everybody. And they're all betting Miami. Tells you you should go the other way. Now, hell no, I'm not going the other way. <laughs> I'm not betting on this Florida State team. Man, that is a garbage football team. Yeah. The, the, the line opened at 11. I got them at 12 and a half. Last I checked before we started, it was 13. And this is all in one day. Yeah. You're talking about from this morning till tonight, which is Tuesday evening. I don't care. I know the numbers say when 90% of the actions are, it doesn't matter. That Florida State team is garbage. They should have lost to Louisville. Louisville gave them a win. I, yeah. I, I can't figure it out. Miami's a good football team. They're I do, a really I do agree good with football that. team. Got with a chance the, with to that win new the ACC. They look really, really oh, good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mark Rick, legit head coach. And, and I, I think he's going to make a statement. I think so. I think so. I mean, they, they won on a last-second play against Florida State last year. Well, these are two teams that don't like each other. Well, and, and on top of that, Florida State before last season had won, what, like five straight? Correct. I mean, it was crazy. This is, this is one of those rub-it-in games. Number six for me. I'm going to start going real chalk, okay? Uh, okay. Real chalk. All right. Nebraska at Wisconsin. I got Wisconsin minus 20 and a half. That line has continued to go down. It opened down? at 21 and a half. It is it, now yeah. it is at 20. I saw it at 21. It is at 20 right now. Okay. Which blows my mind. Wisconsin is 7 and 1 against the spread at home after a bye. Nebraska is 0 and 4 against the spread this year. They're giving up 5.6 yards per game. Michigan's defense held Nebraska to 132 yards of total offense. I imagine Wisconsin's defense ain't Michigan's defense, but it's pretty similar. Like it I mean, they, they give up they're, very they're, little. They're pretty close to the same team. Wisconsin is plus four in turnover margin. Nebraska is minus six. That's a 10 turnover difference there. And uh, Nebraska allows 38.8 points per game. Wisconsin allows 14. I think this is going to be bloodshed, man. This is, this oh, is going to be brutal. I think Wisconsin will absolutely smoke these dudes. Scott like Frost it's it's one of those he's, thought he's been welcome to the Big Ten. One of those where you want to rub it in, right? Michigan yeah. wanted to rub it in at Nebraska. It's like get your kicks in while you can. Show them like intimidation, all that kind of mess. Beat them up, and that's exactly what Wisconsin's going to do. I got it under three touchdowns. Yeah, like that's crazy to me. That's a lot. That's all a right. lot. What's your game number six? I'm going with your boy David Shaw. Love David Shaw. Coming off a coming off a big time loss. Yep, yep. Tough, tough, tough place to play. Down Notre Dame, they get to go home. They get to they get to get a little comfortable, get a little home cooking, rest up a little bit. They get Utah coming in. Utah's normally like a really tough game. Tough team. Plays hard. Not this year. This no. is this is this is not the normal Utes that you're used to. Well, I mean, they had to replace three out of four of the defensive linemen from last year. Hadn't quite worked out nope. for him just yet. Not yet. Not yet. I think it's minus five. 
Less than a touchdown, I was expecting this game to be over a touchdown. Seven and a half, eight. I saw it at five. I took it at five. I think Stanford wins. I think they win kind of easy. I think I, I they've had some that. tough games the last couple of weeks. I think this is one of those where the only way they don't cover this is if this is just a letdown. Play to Oregon on the road. Play no running on the road. Just come home. Take the foot off the gas. Maybe they could be. David Shaw's a better coach than that. He's, yeah. he's not going to let that happen. Now you you can't let your foot off the gas against Utah. No, no. Give give me the five. I'm gonna uh, not give me the five. I'm laying the five. Taking Stanford. Game number seven for me. That, by the way, back to Utah. Mm-hmm. One of the games that I didn't pick last week, but that I did win money on. I took Washington State money line because by the time kickoff had come in, they were two and a half point underdogs. Two and a half. It opened up Washington State minus one. And went all the way to Washington State plus two and a half. How you like my boy Leach going off about balanced offenses? <laughs> That's my guy right there. He's uh, he's something else, isn't he? I, something I, else. I don't know that I've ever loved a coach like I love Mike Leach. Last game for me. I told you I was going chalk on the last two. Washington minus 21 at UCLA. Saturday, 6.30 p.m. on Fox. Since 2015, UCLA is 0-3. They've only been a home underdog three times. 0-3 as a home underdog. Washington is 5-2 as a road favorite in their last seven. That's pretty insane. It's a pretty good number. UCLA has given up 7.9 yards per play. Washington's only given up 4.2 yards per play. Washington has given up a touchdown or less for entire games three times this year. They've given up no more than 21 points, and that was to Auburn in the first game of the year in Atlanta. UCLA is only averaging 17 points per game. They are going to steamroll Chip Kelly. They are going to obliterate them in Los Angeles. Look, this is the same freaking UCLA team that lost at home 38-16 to to Fresno State. And you trying to tell me Washington is a 21-point favorite? Give me a friggin' break. Huskies, all the way. Man, that's pretty chalky. Laying some big numbers. My last game, probably the easiest bet I've got all week. My LSU Tigers going down to the swamp in Gainesville. Look, you think LSU can't handle swamp? Man, we invented swamp down in New Orleans. Are you crazy? Listen, this Florida team has beat up on a couple of bad teams. Tennessee, the worst team in the SEC, and it's not close. Congratulations. You feel good? You beat up on some special people, all right? Then you go down to Startville where Dan Mullins knows that team like the back of his hand and still couldn't score on that defense? What do you think he's going to do? Felipe Franks, what do you think you're going to do when this LSU defense comes down to Florida and just gets all, all in your personal space? You're going to do nothing. You're going to turn the ball over. You're going to poop your pants. You're going to freak out. You're going to throw the ball away. It's going to get nasty. This LSU offense, they're good. They also remember Dan Mullins, Mississippi State last year, coming into Baton Rouge and rubbing it in on them. I mean, yeah, that just, wasn't in Baton Rouge. That was in Starbucks. In Starbucks. But, but beating, beating, beating them up real bad. Yeah, 37-7 nah, nah, nah. last year. Coach, Coach O, don't forget. See, you, you might think he's a dummy because he talks funny, but he don't forget. I he do is, like this. He is LSU, going to beat the hell out of Florida. LSU eight straight SEC against the spread wins. There, he, he, That's it, pretty bonkers. No, and he's going. He's it's going to get ugly. This game's going to get ugly. It bet the under because LSU's not scoring forty, and Florida's not scoring. They're just not scoring. 
Yeah, I believe that. Two and a half? Are you kidding me? That's just disrespectful. I think the line is at three Doesn't right matter. now. Uh, yeah, no, it's is it two and a half. I'd lay seven. It is two and a half. It's probably going to get to three. I saw it at three today. I wouldn't imagine it would keep going the other direction. Florida, There's just no Florida's way. Florida's just not going to score. I could buy that one. Uh, we want to say thank you to the Horseshoe for providing the lines. Horseshoe Casino down in Tunica. Go down to the book at Horseshoe. Uh, put in your bets this weekend. Any of the six Tunica Sportsbook locations. We gave you everything you need to know to be a winner. Go down to Tunica. Put your bets in. Find more information about all those sports books over at tunicatravel.com. You can get these picks and more over at winningcureseverything.com. NFL Best Game Previews, week number five, brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. You can bet on any of these games, watch and wager at any of their six sportsbook locations. We got the Horseshoe, Samstown, Gold Strike, First Jackpot, Hollywood, and the Fitz Casino. Check out tunicatravel.com for more information and go put your bets down for this weekend. Let's jump right into it. Let's roll through them. Let's let's not even play with with wasting people's times, okay? Number one, primetime game. I'm talking, this is No, this, this is, is real. a game. This is a real game. This isn't a great slate of games this weekend. This, this one, one's good. This one's made, made, made for TV. This should have been the Sunday night game or the Monday night game or the Thursday night, whatever. Uh, the Jaguars at the Chiefs. Chiefs minus three, over-unders 51 and a half. The lines are brought to you by Horseshoe Casino down in Tunica, Mississippi this week. We appreciate y'all. Over-under 51 and a half. Chiefs minus three. Sunday, 12 p.m., CBS, regional, whatever. Go get uh, DirecTV. Get the Sunday ticket. Like Just quit messing around because... If you're in Memphis, you ain't going to get to see this game. Uh, Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City is the location. Is Pat Mahomes matchup proof? We're going to find out. We're going to find out. This Jacksonville defense is real good. Yeah. Uh, The Chiefs have already won at the Chargers, at the Steelers, at the Browns. They have won one game at Arrowhead. That fan base is going to be fired up. Jacksonville only scores .337 points per play. Kansas City averages 5-8. Two points per play. That's insane. That's um, that's that's nearly double. Nearly double. We'll just say that. Jacksonville actually runs less and passes more than Kansas City. I don't know if you knew this. It's I a, don't think I've noticed it's that. It's a 40-60 split for Jacksonville. They pass 60% of the time. Kansas City rushes at 43% of the time to 57. It's still pretty close, but the fact that Jacksonville is passing more than Kansas City, like maybe take a few pointers, Blake Bortles. Good gracious. Blake Bortles will have to score for the Jacks to win, period. I think Pat Mahomes is that good. I think he I think they win this ballgame. Do you think they cover the line? I think they cover the three. Man, I, I I'm gonna be enjoying this game. I'm not gonna be betting on it. That, this Jacksonville defense is supposed to be really good. I don't know that they've played a great offense yet, and I'm very curious to see how they stand up to this. The Chiefs defense is not great. I, I actually think Blake Borles can move the football. I'm curious if Leonard Fournette's going to be healthy. That'll affect things. This is the best game of the weekend. Yes. This is the game of the week right here. This is what everybody should be trying to get their eyes on. Absolutely. Absolutely, 100%. So, if, if you're in Memphis, you're going to be watching Titans and Bills. Go to a sports bar. 
Go to your sports book. Go That's down right. to Tunica. Knock that thing out. Now, game number two, which we thought, looking at the preseason schedule, this was going to be the game of maybe the year. That's right. Rematch of the NFC Championship game. The Vikings at the Eagles. Eagles minus three. The over-under is 44.5. That ain't a whole lot of points, man. The one, two, and one Vikings. Against the two and two Against Eagles. Against the two and two Eagles. It's just crazy. Sunday, 325 p.m. on Fox, Lincoln Financial Field in Philadelphia. Look, the stats point to the Vikings being the overall better team, mainly on offense. Philly is is better marginally on defense. Minnesota cannot run the ball right now. 63 yards per game, only 3.5 yards per attempt, but they average 327 yards passing per game and 6.9 yards per attempt. They don't have much of an offensive line. No, and they won't be running on this Eagles defense either. No, and, and Kirk Cousins might be running for his life. Uh, there is one thing that is in their favor, though. The Eagles got beat up pretty good by the Titans last week. The Vikings, while they did get you know, outscored they by the Rams. They didn't get beat up. It was not a physical game. It was and a finesse they game. played on Thursday night. Got they a had couple a couple extra, extra days. A couple extra days. So, which, I mean, can it's almost like the schedule makers just didn't want the Vikings to be good this year. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what it feels like because sending them to the Rams and then to the Eagles in back-to-back weeks. Like, I understand they gave them a couple extra days. That is tough sledding, man. No, they've opened up on the road at Lambeau, at L.A., at Philly. It's hard. Who are they playing week one? Week one, they San Francisco. beat up San Francisco San at Francisco. home, and then they got just boat raced by by the freaking Bills. By the Bills. A, a look ahead spot, just stupid, just stupid. All right. So after those uh, two games, who 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 are you rolling with? Is you got this in your picks? I don't have it in my picks. If I had to bet it, I'd, I'd take the points. I'd take the Vikings. I think I would take the Vikings too. I think the Vikings are getting desperate. At some point in time, they got to get W's. Yeah, and and when you get desperate, you start doing crazy stuff. And sometimes it works. And sometimes I think it Car- don't. Carson Wentz, while like he has looked good, there is still something a little bit off. Look, Minnesota's defense was supposed to be like lights out. At some point, it's going to click with them boys. Mm, I don't know about that. I I think I think they will be chasing Wentz all day. Oh, they long. might pressure him. They might pressure him. Yeah. And and I think Wentz in that type of uh, of a situation. He might look to maybe throw the ball like to the wrong team a little bit. Maybe well, I mean, here and there. He, he hasn't looked great since coming back. So he looked all right against the Titans. Okay, he, did, he didn't look great. No, he looked uh, like okay. something was a little off. But everybody against the Titans is going to look bad. I just believe that. I I do agree with that. I think I'd probably roll with the Vikings here. Uh, would you go under the forty four? Nope. I think I'd go over. I uh, I'd go over if I don't. Yeah, if I don't feel good one way or the other, just bet the over. Everybody's scoring points this year. Yeah. Game number three, Ravens minus three at the Browns. Again, the Lions come to you from the Horseshoe Casino down in Tunica. Minus three at your Brownies. Over-unders 47. Sunday, 12 noon, CBS, First Energy Stadium in Cleveland. Joe Flacco has been awesome this year. 307 passing yards per game, uh, and that's been needed because the Ravens can't run the ball. 3.1 yards per attempt running the ball. Browns are plus seven in turnovers. The Ravens are zero. The Browns are giving up 6.7 yards per pass attempt, 278 yards per game. That's not a good thing when you got a guy coming in playing like Flacco is right now. I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about that number at all. They've played against two really good offenses in the Steelers and the Saints. 
that put up big numbers. And then in the Oakland game, their their defense was just on the field so much they couldn't slow anybody down. They were just completely gassed. This Ravens team has not played a good defense yet. Their offenses look good because they haven't played anybody that'll hit them in the mouth. Flacco is going to get hit in the mouth. He's going to get pressured. He's going to get beat up. This defense is good. They'll play better at home, which means they'll sustain more drives offensively, keep the defense off the field. My Brownies are going to show up. This is going to be an exciting game. It's going to be a fun game. This you is got, not going to be. You got money on this one? Yeah, I've got money on this one. Okay. So, will this be in your picks? It's in my picks. Okay. All right. Game number four. Falcons at the Steelers. Steelers are a three-and-a-half-point favorite. How they can be favored over anybody right now blows my mind. But anyway, over-unders 56-and-a-half, that is a, a big old number. That's a big old number. Sunday, 12 noon, it's on Fox. Heinz Field in Pittsburgh. Both teams average over 300 passing yards per game. Both defenses give up nearly 300 passing yards per game. The Falcons give up 5.0 rushing yards per attempt as well, but that doesn't matter because the Steelers cannot run the ball. I think there's going to be a lot of points in this. The Falcons have got injuries all up in that secondary. It's, I think this is a whoever has the ball last kind of game. I would completely agree with that. I, I actually very much agree with that. Whoever's got the ball last, going to probably take this one. This is just one of those where I can't figure out who I want to bet on. I'm probably going to stay away from this. That's, I'm staying away from this. I'm I, not putting money down I on it. I can't bet safely on the, on the Steelers and – I don't know that I could ever bet again on on the, on the Falcons. Falcons. Yeah, like the funny thing about the Falcons they're just the is most inconsistent team. It's ever not Steve Sarkeesian that's costing them games this year. No, it is that defense, well, and, it's, and it's yeah, mostly injuries. Yeah, they're banged up. Like they're just really banged up, and there's just nothing you can do about that. Uh, game number five: the Rams minus seven and a half at the Seahawks. The over under is forty nine and a half. Sunday, 3.25 p.m. on Fox, CenturyLink Field in Seattle. The Rams are averaging a ridiculous 7.5 yards per play. But look, their defense is giving up 6 yards per play. Have you ever seen a divisional game on the road be that big of a road dog? I mean, a a home, home dog? No. Have you seen that big of a home dog from a divisional team? Well, and on top of that, like feeling like it's entirely feasible that they're going to hit that. Oh, yeah. Now, th- this is in my gambling picks. I'm not going to give away too much on okay. this. Okay. Um, I mean, I, what, are, what are you leaning? Uh, I, I'm, I'm, this is not in my gambling picks, but I will be betting on the Rams. I'm just I'm not going to bet against them until they don't cover anymore. I can understand that. I'm just not. They're, they're covering everything. And, and, I mean, last week I guess I got them at a push. But it's just it's kind of insane how good they've been. I think there is calls for potential complete implosion with the Earl Thomas stuff going on in Seattle. Uh, you, you might be right. You might be right. Uh, let's move into the honorable mentions. Thursday night, Colts at the Patriots. Patriots minus 10.5. Again, the lines are coming to you from the Horseshoe Casino down in Tunica. Chris will be at the game in Boston on Thursday night. Seeing my guy Tom for the first time ever live. Going pretty, to Gillette. Pretty, pretty big excited. deal. Excited. Pretty big deal. Uh, which way are you leaning? You gonna have money on it? Oh well, yeah, I'm gonna be betting on my Patriots. That's that's not a question. Ten and a half is a lot of points. Oh yeah, it's a lot of points. I don't expect them to cover it, but <laughs> no, I'm fine. I'm fine with that. I've, I, I've lost money on worse before. I'm not a. I'm not worried about like losing a bet. It's not a gambling pick. But am I gonna have money on it? Well, yeah, I'm gonna do that. 
It, a team going on I'm the road. I'm going to spend $12 for a beer. I might as well put some money on my team. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, a team going on the road on a short week, tough to cover that, but 10.5 is a lot of points. Julian Edelman coming back and Gordon getting kind of in the swing of things for this team. All they need to do is somebody take pressure off of Gronk and let Gronk get loose. But right now, Gronk say, gets what, double and triple teamed what, every play. What's the status of Gronkowski? Gronk's, he's fine. He's okay. He's hurt, but he's he's always going to be hurt, and they're going to continue to pass interfere him because they're never going to call it. And that's fine. That's just part of it. Um, it's just part of being really big and strong and everybody else, you know, got to do what they can to slow you down. The refs aren't going to call it every time. Um I think he's going to play. I think Edelman is going to take some pressure off him. I think if Gordon can get loose and take some pressure off him, eventually if they go man-to-man on Gronk, that's when this offense gets crazy. They haven't had to all season as a defense, the other teams, because nobody's given you a reason to cover them. Now you're about to have reasons to cover them. Yeah, they're they're actually adding weapons right now. Oh, yeah. It's kind of scary, kind of scary. Sunday night game. This is why NBC should not schedule the Sunday night games until the week of. They they have they have so this year we're going to see the Giants and the Cowboys like nine times on primetime football. Well, what the Giants and the Cowboys or the Steelers and the Cowboys? The Giants and the Cow- Giants have a lot of primetime games. Maybe not on Sunday night football. Crazy. But they have Thursday, Mondays, they've got a couple. Well, everybody's got one Thursday. That's nuts. Yeah, everybody couple. wants the Cowboys regardless of, of whether they are good or not. Like, it, it, But it's not good football. It's not good football to watch. No. And uh, and on top of that, you don't even get to watch good football on the other side because this is the Cowboys at the Texans. The Texans are three-and-a-half-point favorites. I have no idea how they could be favored. I have I have no idea. Are you are you still rolling with your fading Jason Garrett until they fire his ass statement? Well, all right. Yes, I'm not going away from that. I'm just not going to bet on them. I'm not putting money on the Cowboys. Or on the Texans. Or the Texans. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not betting on the Texans. That's ridiculous. They should well, be owing. Yeah, we we know you're not going to put but, money on the Cowboys. But, but like, but like this week, I'm I should the right play is to bet the Cowboys here. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. But I mean, I mean, because it wouldn't surprise you if they go into Houston and just get rattled. And get completely blasted. I don't know, but man. I can't. This is this is gone. If if a if a game could end in a two two tie, this is the game to do it. <laughs> Let's move to the Monday night game. Redskins at the Saints. Saints minus six and a half. The Saints have looked pretty good since they lost opening week to Tampa Bay. This could be the best game of the weekend. Also, by the way, the Saints get Mark Ingram back, and the Redskins are coming off their bye week. Yeah. Got two weeks to prepare for this New Orleans team that's crazy hot. This could end up being the best week game of the weekend. Which Monday night ESPN has lucked out with some of these Monday no, They've night gotten games. some really good games. Yeah, they absolutely have. Uh I mean, I would probably lean Saints here just because they've been so hot, but the Redskins defense, like in stopping Aaron Rodgers in that Green Bay offense, they looked awesome. Like they they came off of an ugly, ugly loss before that. They're like, an every other week team, which sucks because they're coming off a of bye week, so I don't know what to do. Like we don't know exactly where they are now. Yeah. But I think going on the road at a really hot Saints team. Oh, oh the Superdome will be rolling. I will tell you this. Alex Smith was not good coming off bye weeks. Like I think he's one of those that, that 
he needs the reps. He know. needs the that can't be true because Andy Reid is like undefeated coming off bye weeks. No, I, I actually looked that up. He's against well, at least against the spread. How's that? Oh, oh yeah, I'm against the spread. The spread. I'm not talking about very winning, good. winning games. Andy Reid's almost undefeated against bye week, like with two weeks prepare. I, mean, I can believe it. It's kind of insane. But but is Jay Gruden Andy Reid? Well, no, no. But you said Alex Smith, and Alex Smith played for Reid for the last four years. So, last honorable mention game, divisional game, not great records here, but whatever. The Packers minus one and a half at the Lions. This is in my gambling picks. You know, like it, it's a divisional game, and the Lions are at home. Like, Matt Patricia's – he's looked okay at home other than that Jets game. And the one game that he played at home that wasn't the Jets game. The Patriots game. He looked good. Yeah, he did look really good against the Patriots. He did. So and He went to Dallas and, and laid then, an egg. Yeah, crept the bed. All right, that's going to wrap up. NFL this, is, this week. Just hold your nose and – Yeah, and just just dig through it. Dig through all the crap. All right, that's the that's the game previews for week five in the NFL. We gave you all the information you need to go be a winner. Go down to Tunica, put your action on on any of these games at any of their six sports books. Tunicatravel.com is where you get more information. NFL gambling picks for week number five against the spread. Brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. You can bet on these games. And any other ones, watch and wager at any of their six sportsbook locations. Horseshoe, Samstown, Gold Strike, First Jackpot, Hollywood, Fitz Casino. Bam. Nailed it. Get more information over at tunicatravel.com. Let's roll right in. I went 1-3-1 and one last week. That's rough. It was tough, my first losing ahead, week. It, like, I went 3-2 and two the first three weeks. Correct. I went one and three and one last week. You went two, one and two. You had two pushes. You were this close from being three, oh, and two had the Browns not lost to the Raiders. Thanks, I'm, Goodell. I'm 10, nine and one. You are 12, six and two for the year. Our picks contest over at winningcureseverything.com. Marcia W. Marcia W., however you say the name. Obviously, I don't ask for a pronunciation. But uh, but she's from Collierville. She won last week. Went eight and two. That's right. Big ups. One on the tiebreaker. Uh, last week was a rough week for a lot of people. First, like local person that we've had. With yeah, it. yeah, we've had a bunch. We had yeah, people from South some, Carolina, Alabama, from Memphis area, all of that good stuff. So go sign up over at winningcureseverything.com. It is in the the top right hand corner. It says football picks contest. Go check that thing out. Sign up. Put your name in. Put your email address in. Pick ten games against the spread. You can be a winner, too. This week, winner gets a free night stay at the Fitz Casino, along with two free buffet tickets. That new sports book over there is nice. We were there for the grand opening. Correct. Very, very nice. Hung out with our buddy Gary Parrish. Very nice. It was good to see him. Let's jump in. I'm going to let you take game, uh, game number one. Game number one. My Cleveland Browns got the Baltimore Ravens coming into town. Look, I know they didn't look good. Baker didn't look great. Receivers didn't help him out. Huey's still running the thing. Kind of a joke. They should have won that game. That'd be two and zero, oh, not two and zero. Oh. They'd have won two in a row. They, well, I mean, they'd be two and zero oh with Baker Mayfield. They'd be two and zero oh with Baker Mayfield. I, I think, I think they're going to get right. I don't think this Raven team is as great as their record shows. They have beat up on some bad defenses. 
Yeah. They I, I, I'm, I'm still not going to concede that this Baltimore Ravens team is an offensive juggernaut. I actually think our Browns defense, my Browns defense, is good. Okay. I know that they've had a lot of people score on them. They're on the field a lot. That has to do with the offense being kind of mediocre, bad, whatever, call it what you want. Plus two, I like home dogs. Give me give me the Browns. The lines this week are coming to you from the Horseshoe Casino. The line well, has got them at plus three. Sorry. The, well, they've got it plus three. Yeah. Uh, and so I got them at plus three. You got them at plus three? Okay. Yeah, I just um, said two because I'm wrong. Now, these lines will move. Do not be afraid to go talk to your attendant about this. Just ask them what the updated line is. Just roll with that. Uh, but, yeah, plus three, I think you like them there. You, do you like them at plus two? Do you like them at plus one? Yeah, I'm, I, I think they have a chance to win the game. Okay, that makes sense. That makes it's sense. It's a divisional opponent, and they're not your normal Browns. This is a better team. That makes sense. Game number one for me, Packers minus one and a half at the Lions. Sunday, 12 p.m. on Fox at Ford Field over in Detroit. Look, the Packers are 8-1 and one against the spread at the Lions in their last nine. The Lions are giving up 5.3 rushing yards per game, or for, sorry, per carry, 6.9 yards per pass attempt. The Packers are plus one in turnovers. Lions are minus four. The Packers' offense will be able to move the football. And you, you just can't shy away from the fact that they're 8-1 and one against the spread at the Lions. This game stinks to me. I mean, it does stink, but... This game stinks. Aaron Rodgers going into the Lions, I will take it. I will absolutely take it. Roll it up. Packers minus one and a half. I normally like taking dogs. I like taking points. Last week it did really well, taking all those points. I'm going on the road, and I'm, I'm betting a favorite. I'm taking our Tennessee Titans at the Buffalo Bills. This Buffalo Bills team is bad. Okay? Let's just, this is no two ways of cutting it. They had one strange week that is an enigma wrapped in an anomaly, wrapped in however the hell you make that statement. It, it, it just doesn't make sense. And I can't figure it out. I'm not going to try to figure it out. I'm going to throw it away and say it didn't happen. What are the other three games they've played? Oh, yeah, they're all garbage. They've scored zero points. Our Titans, best defense they're going to play all year. Maybe, maybe not all year, all season so far. That's actually one of my, one of my gambling picks as well. Well, let's get on it with them. Uh, Marcus since, Mariota well, here, look, going since, into Buffalo, got no problems. Since 2016, Buffalo is 2-5 and five against the spread as a home underdog. Tennessee is three and one against the spread this year. Buffalo's one and three. Buffalo's offense only averages four point oh yards per play. That is awful. Aside really from a twenty seven to six win at Minnesota, they're averaging seven point six seven points per game. That is atrocious. Yep. Now I'm not saying that the Titans are gonna score a whole lot more than that, but they, they don't, don't have to. to to be able to cover the three. So it, what what do they have left? Three on and here? a half. Three and a half on here. Like I like this game all the way up to five, six. Like I, I mean, I think I, they're going to beat them bad. I think they will They will handle the Bills easily. What's game number two for you? Game number two. Sorry, this is game number three for you. Well, yeah, it is game number three. Sorry. I did the same thing. Arizona Cardinals plus four at the 49ers. Listen, this Arizona team's looking better. Rosen has showed he's a competent team. Like, I got a push last week. They could have easily won that game. All right? He, he's controlling the offense. He's commanding the offense. They got David Johnson getting getting going. I don't know that I trust this 49ers team to continue to play well with, with – with, uh, oh, my gosh. CJ. Yeah. How do you say the last Perfect. No, that's Vantage perfect. Uh, Ber- See, you're asking me things live without Breath- me being – Brethard? No. Brethard? Brethard? 
I don't know how to say it, and I'm about to. I've just, I've we'll already, just call him CJ. I've already embarrassed myself. CJ. So anyway, I'm taking the Cardinals. I, I just at some point in time they're going to get a win, and I'm catching four points. I'm catching more than a field goal. What do I expect them to do? I expect Robbie Gold to kick back and kick field goals. So if, so if he kicks a game-winning field goal, you're cashing a ticket. If he doesn't and the Cardinals win, you're cashing a ticket. I'm going the complete opposite direction of you on this. Keep betting against them. Go ahead. 49ers minus four and a half. CJ, however you say his last name, is not that bad. He he played pretty well. He had two I think picks it's last Bethard. week. Brethard? Bethard. Well, it's, it's a BR. I still think it's Bethard. Okay. Well, that sounds fine. CJ, the backup quarterback. Uh, the 49ers can actually run the football. They're averaging 133 yards rushing per game, 5.2 yards per carry. The Cardinals are 2-7 and seven against the spread. Their last nine as a road dog. They only covered two games, and those were against the Seahawks. They can win at the Seahawks. They always play the Seahawks tough. You were counting that game from last week. It doesn't matter how bad the Cardinals are. They always play well against Seattle. I think the 49ers at home cover this game. I think they win by at least a touchdown. Might be 10 points here. We're going head-to-head. I think the Cardinals are bad. I'll, I'll take the better quarterback in the game. My fourth pick, taking the Carolina Panthers. Coming off a bye week, minus seven. A lot of points in the NFL. This Giants team is – they're just a – just a limp handshake, man. They're just they're just dead. <laughs> There's nothing exciting. A limp handshake. They're just it's just disappointment. Just all around. I think the Panthers are good. I think they're gonna score. I think Cam Newton has gotten a couple you know, he got to get healthy, got to get a week off to rest. He's gonna get back up. He's gonna be running. Uh, I expect DJ Moore to have a big game. Everybody knows McCaffrey is gonna get the ball over and over and over and you're not gonna stop him. And pretty much the Panthers, who have a pretty good defense, all they have to do is control Saquon. Yeah. That's that's it. They The Giants have become one-dimensional with a rookie running back. It's pretty uh, pretty sad, isn't it? That's, and to think, to, to start off this year, you thought the Giants were going to win I, like 10 games. I thought they were going to be good, yeah. I had, them, I had them to win a lot of games. You, you had them winning the NFC oh, East. Yeah, I was wrong. Um, game number four. The Rams at Seattle. Plus seven and a half. I'm taking Seattle. Seattle is ten and one against the spread as a home underdog in their last eleven. There is a ton of hype on the Rams right now. When you see a whole bunch of hype on a team or even against a team, it can come crashing down. I'm not saying that the Rams are going to lose this game. I'm saying they haven't really been tested in a close game yet. The Vikings game, yeah, you can call it that. That was only a seven point game at home. On the road at Seattle, look, Seattle plays well when they're in the uh, underdog role at home. It would not surprise me to see Seattle cover this. Like, I I could see it being a field goal game because at some point, it's not all going to be there for the Rams. Like, they're going to have to fight through some adversity. I don't know that Seattle is a great team by any means. But, my God, I, I watched the Bills a couple weeks ago beat up on Minnesota at Minnesota. Anything is possible at this point. And that 10-1 and one against the spread is a home underdog number. I mean, that's that's a lot. That's a lot. So, I'm taking Seattle plus 7.5 on this one. I think Seattle has potential to be catastrophically bad and, and a, a dumpster fire, just falling apart. And so they could. I'm staying away. Well, I'm not staying away. It's not one of my gambling picks, but I'll have money on the Rams. 
My last pick, Dolphins. They're 3-1. and one. They went into Foxborough against a real good football team and the best coach that's ever stepped on the sideline for football that had just lost two weeks in a row. That They were not going to win that game. That There was nothing on earth that they could have done to control the outcome of that game any more than they already did. They weren't going to win that game. The Bengals are good. The Bengals are better than they've been in a decade. They're not that good. This Dolphins team is good. Adam Gase is the best coach on the field. I don't know that Andy Dalton will be the best quarterback on the field. I think they have a chance to win the game. They're catching six points. I like the Bengals a lot. I like them a whole lot this year. I've made a lot of money betting on them. I don't think they're six-point favorites in the NFL right now against a 3-1 and one team that is only loss is to a New England Patriots team that was backed up against their wall. I can understand that one. I can understand. Game number five for me, the Broncos at the Jets. Now, it's off the board at the horseshoe. I got it, Jets minus one. That's It's consistently Jets favored, but one but, or two. Yeah, one, one to two points. Mm-hmm. Since 2016, the Broncos are 6-12 and 12 against the spread after a loss and 4-8 and eight against the spread as a road underdog. Look, Denver has to travel east for a noon game on a short week. Like, that is, that's tough to do, especially after a heartbreaking loss like they had to the Chiefs. I think Sam Darnold gets right in this game. I think the Jets win. I don't think they're going to blow them out by any means. Denver still has a great defense. We, we went through that in, in our uh, recap. I still think that Denver has a good defense. I think they are not going to be able to score as many points as the Jets this week. All right. So, do we want to recap them? Sure. I got the Browns plus three. I got the Titans minus three and a half. I got the Cardinals plus four and a half. I got the Panthers minus seven. I got the Dolphins plus six. I got the Packers minus one and a half at the Lions. I got Seattle plus seven and a half at home against the Rams. I got the 49ers minus four and a half at home against the Cardinals. The Jets minus one against the Broncos in New Jersey. And then the Titans minus three at Buffalo. That's going to wrap up the NFL gambling picks for week number five. The Winning Cures Everything Gambling Breakdown of UFC 229. Conor McGregor against Habib Nurmagomedov. A bus incident in April where Conor McGregor threw a dolly at a bus has brought us possibly the biggest UFC fight in history, right? Maybe. Maybe. They are predicting over 2 million pay-per-view buys. That is a pretty big deal. That'll be a big one. Yeah, it's huge. It is the number two pound-for-pound fighter in the UFC against the number eight pound-for-pound. Number two is Conor McGregor. Number one is Habib Nurmagomedov. Look, here's the stats. They're both 155 pounds. Conor, 74 inches reach. Habib, 155. uh, Sorry, 70 inches. Good gracious. Height, Habib is 5'10". Conor is 5'9". Habib is an orthodox stance. Connor is a southpaw. They are both 30 years old. Look, Connor has not fought in like 650-something days in the UFC. Habib had a fight in April. His Connor's last fight was, was a show. Yeah. I mean, it was just a, a payday. It was it was beating Eddie Alvarez to get his second belt. He he was he went up to 155 to win another belt. When I'm talking about the Mayweather fight, which was just oh well, yeah, his last fight was his just last a show. fight was was literally just a gimmick. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely was. 
Uh, he did go 10 rounds with the greatest boxer in history, right? Okay. <laughs> it was a gimmick. I'm with you. I'm with you. Let's look at some of the numbers here. Connor is 24-3, and 18 knockout wins, one submission win. His three losses, all by submission. That's a pretty big deal here because Habib is 26-0. and 0. He's only got eight knockout wins. He's got eight submission wins. He is a ground guy. Yep. That's just what he does. He will be holding off. Look, Habib was not even on the pay-per-view card at UFC 205 when McGregor beat Alvarez back in November of 2016. Look, that's how much this guy has grown in just that short amount of time. Connor took time off and Habib yeah. kind of took over. Yeah, he did. And and he took he took the belt because UFC took the belt from him. Yeah. Uh Connor lands 5.82 strikes per minute. That's a 47% accuracy. Uh but he absorbs 4.55 strikes per minute. That that's a lot of hits. Uh Habib only lands 4.34 strikes per minute, which is and, and, and he hits at 48% accuracy, uh but he only absorbs 1.55 per minute. He's a ground guy, though. He's a ground guy. So he he doesn't really look at strikes. He doesn't really accept many strikes. He's Habib does 5.44 takedowns for every 15 minutes of ring time. McGregor, only .92 takedowns. Yeah, he's not a takedown he's guy. Not, he's not a takedown these are guy. These two completely different styles. Here's the deal. Connor, 73% takedown defense. He's only been taken down six times in yep. his career. Four of those were by Chad Mendez at UFC 189. Connor was fighting with a torn ACL, and Mendez came in on, like, what, nine days' notice? Or, no, 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 this one I think was, like, maybe 20 days' notice. I was about to say about a month. Yeah, it was, it was not much. Um, look, the last one for, uh, for the Dagestani, for Habib, he took 43 strikes from Al Iaquinta at UFC 223. Kind of showed a little bit of a weakness to take, a, uh, take some shots there. That's what Connor's been talking about in all these press conferences. How Habib has got a glass jaw. He's going to be able to take advantage of that. Let's talk some of the numbers on gambling. Okay. Right? The over-under on the rounds is two and a half. If you want to go over, you think well, it's going it, to go... Is it for the belt, so it's five? Yeah. Okay. If you think it's going to go over two and a half rounds, that is plus 110. Okay. So the books think it's going to go under two rounds. Under two rounds is minus 130. For the fight to go the distance, if you think, yes, it will go the distance, that is plus 275. That means you bet $100, you're going to win $275 because they don't think this is going the distance. You think it's you think no, it does not go the distance? That's minus 400. That means you put down $400 to just win back 100 the books are all over this being a very quick fight. Very quick. If the fight is under two rounds, McGregor's likely to win. He has not finished anybody after two rounds. Like, it, it either goes the distance and, and they do a decision, or McGregor gets beat. Well, that's kind of always been McGregor's thing, is, is he's, he's in this thing in three or less. Yeah. But in this case, two or less. Oh, yeah, really. Two or less. Yeah. Uh, if it goes longer, obviously Habib will be favored Look, let go on and give me your pick first. I'm. I don't follow UFC as nearly as much as you do, or a, a lot of other sports fans, just because I don't know who any of these guys are. I know this: 
I figured out who Conor was a long time ago. I, I really like Conor McGregor. I'm going to keep betting Conor McGregor until I'm disappointed in him. I haven't won every fight, but I'm going to keep betting on him. That makes sense. I'm catching points with him. I get positive money. Yeah, he, McGregor right now is plus 135. If I'm, you want to bet Habib, he is the yeah. favorite at minus 160 to win the fight. I'm going to I'm gonna keep riding my boy Conor. I am doing the exact same thing. I've, I've already got money on McGregor. I actually got him at plus 150. I got him at plus 140. It is currently plus 135. Go down to any of the uh, sports books down in Tunica, Mississippi. TunicaTravel.com for more information on that. You can put your money down at any one of those. They will be showing the fight. I actually believe I'm going to be down at first jackpot Saturday night. There you go. So I'll be down at first jackpot watching the fight there, uh, myself and, uh, and a few buddies. I like Connor to catch Habib. He has not fought anybody that can throw punches like this. Ally Quinta had no shot of knocking out Habib. No, he was he was no. a he's last a, minute addition. It he's was not like nearly a, as strong as Connor. It was like a day before the fight. Yeah. Connor with that left hand, I'm telling you, like I, I I love this. The smart play here is Habib, right? Because he doesn't he doesn't take a whole lot of blows. He knows how to dodge punches. He is he goes for takedowns. But Connor with that 73% takedown defense, only been taken down six times in his career. Well, if if the the smart bet to me, I, I if I wanted to hedge a little. I'd bet a little on the over two and a half so I can get some positive money there. Once it goes over two and a half, it's probably it's, Habib's it's fight. It's probably going to be Habib's fight. Connor throws a lot of punches. He wears himself out quick. But once he's worn out, you can't you can't defend those takedowns. Yeah. And that's when you get submitted. Exactly. So uh, the smart play, take Connor. Know. Yeah. And then take uh take over two and a half. I don't know. Because like, I mean, you might I, lose the two and a half. I won't, but. I won't be betting them both, but I'll, I'll, I'm gonna bet Connor. Yeah, that's I just I, like I just like picking. The only time I've lost playing him is when he went up in weight to fight Diaz. That's it. Yeah, that's the only time that I've lost money when I bet Connor McGregor. Yeah, I, he uh, had to he had to change weight classes. Yep, he he went up two weight classes in what like a week? Yeah, two weeks. I was about to say it was quick. He put on a lot of weight real fast. Got beat, rematched him, beat him. Yeah, that's the way it goes. McGregor finds a way to win these kind of things. Look, Habib, undefeated, 26-0. He ain't fought anybody like Conor McGregor yet. The double champ apologizes to nobody. <laughs> he does what, what he wants. All right, you know what you need to be a winner now. Go down to Tunica, Mississippi. Put your money down. Put some action down at any of their six sports books. Horseshoe, Samstown, Gold Strike, Hollywood, Fitz Casino, First jackpot. First jackpot, the one that I'm going to be at on Saturday night. Bam. So, Nailed it. go to tunicatravel.com for more information. Go to Winning Cures Everything for more information on our picks. That's the show. Boom. It's time for the rundown. Remember, check out winningcureseverything.com. You can give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash winningcureseverything. You can follow us on Twitter, at winningcures. You can follow myself, at GaryWCE. You can follow me at Chris B. Giannini, C-H-R-I-S-B-G-I-A-N-N-I-N-I. You can also email the show, that's winningcureseverything at gmail.com. And we now have a voicemail line. That number is 551 226 9899. If you want to call and bash us for talking bad about your favorite team or praise us or just tell us about how awesome your team is doing, leave us a voicemail. That number again is 551 226 
888-789-9899, and we may toss it on the show. Thank you for supporting this show, and until next time, have a good one, guys. Hey, don't forget, subscribe to the Winning Cures Everything podcast on iTunes and make sure you leave a review. For every 25 written five-star reviews we get on iTunes, we are donating to St. Jude's Children's Hospital and Le Bonheur's Children's Hospital in Memphis, Tennessee. So subscribe and review on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and all your favorite podcast apps. Remember, the Winning Cures Everything podcast.